Brought to you by Hercules Tires, ride on our strength, and by Sunoco and Grunt Style. This is Ken Squire. Time now for MRN.com's Throwback Thursday. Classic NASCAR races from the Motor Racing Network's Race Archives. The motorsports world lost a family member late Thursday night when Alan Kowicki was killed in an airplane accident en route to today's race in Bristol, Tennessee. In years, his life was far too short. Yet this determined young man from Greenfield, Wisconsin, managed to accomplish more in his 38 years on this earth than most people could only dream of doing in a lifetime filled with 70 or 80 birthdays. From his first Winston Cup race appearance in 1985, Allen, armed with an engineering degree from the University of Wisconsin, an unwavering work ethic, and a dream overcame lack of experience and financial shortcomings to climb to the top of his profession. As the 1992 NASCAR Winston Cup Series champion, Alan Kulwicki turned hard work into success and dreams into reality. In accepting the championship trophy in New York last December, Kulwicki's personal pride and pride in his team were evident. A lot of things have been said about what I stand for, my determination and my work ethics and everything like that. But, you know, we're still one of the smaller teams on the NASCAR circuit. And these guys work really hard and they deserve a lot of the credit. Uh, Everything that I stand for, they stand for also. And I wouldn't be here without them. Today, with Alan's memory still fresh in our minds and grief filling our hearts, The racing continues. Our champion would have wanted it that way. NASCAR Racing, next on MRN Radio. He has been one of the most successful drivers in the early stages of 1993. After a disastrous crash at the Daytona 500, his consistent top five finishes have moved him from 32nd to 2nd in the NASCAR Winston Cup Series points, entering today's race at Bristol Raceway in Tennessee. Rusty Wallace, today's pole sitter, has always run on the ragged edge. That's how you get to be champion. How much out on the ragged edge do you now run on this new concrete racing surface? here at Bristol? If you would ask me that question when they first concrete a racetrack, I said you're on edge all the time. But with the new tire that Goodyear's got, it's a lot grippier, and the racetrack seems like it's got more bite in it than it ever has. In fact, there's no, I can't spin a tire from the center out. It's got that much bite. After a most emotional few days, the NASCAR racing fraternity is ready to do what they do best. We're going racing in the Food City 500 next. MRN Radio presents NASCAR Today. Good afternoon, everyone, from the Bristol International Raceway. A packed house this afternoon for the Food City 500 and five races, five different winners so far in 1993. A lot of drivers would like to make it a six different winner here today at Eli Gold. But if you go to Victory Lane at Bristol, you're extremely lucky. This is probably one of the more tough racetracks that we run on, not only on the equipment. Every crew chief will tell you that this, this racetrack simply uses up a race car, but it also uses up the driver. It is tough physically because you are flying on this speedway. When you get 
around a racetrack of a half mile in length and 15.8 seconds you are getting around so quickly. And I guess as a testimony to how difficult this racetrack is to conquer, you just have to look at the list of drivers who've never won here. Men like Harry Gant, Mark Martin, Kyle Petty, they've never won at the Bristol Raceway in Tennessee. Others have come so close only to have victory ripped away from them. And conversely, there are men like Darrell Waltrip, who has 12 victories, including an unprecedented seven straight here at Bristol. But that hasn't stood him in any good stead either, because this afternoon, DW is starting last. He's starting 35th in today's field. Every seat in the house, and Larry Carrier has added several thousand new seats since we were here last summer, and they are all filled here this afternoon, too. This has turned out to be one of the most exciting races in the circuit. And the new concrete surface seems to be working out extremely well. Everybody I've talked to, and I know you too, uh, they say the more we run on it, the better it gets. You know what I did today? It's, it's certainly unscientific at very best, but I went down to the racetrack earlier this morning as I was walking towards Pitt Road, and I literally stopped and just started dragging my foot across the racetrack. Uh, areas that look like they would be rough and rutted and so on are actually remarkably smooth. I guess the more you run on it, the uh, stones get just a bit polished. The concrete really is a very good racing surface, and the fact that we saw it 10 caution flags in last year's Winston Cup race here in the fall. The fact that yesterday's Bush Series race was uh, full of cautions really is not an indictment of the racetrack construction-wise. It's just an indictment of the racetrack, if you will, if you should use that word at all, about the racetrack and its shape. It is your basic half mile, and as we've told you time and again, the turns are banked more steeply than Daytona or Talladega. This is the most steeply banked, one of the most demanding racetracks that the circuit runs on. Yet, interestingly, Barney, back in 1971, Charlie Glatzbach won this race caution-free. So, you never know what you're going to be dealt when you come to Bristol, but I think you made a very good point this morning as you and I were standing out back here, a bit of a balcony out behind our broadcast booth. You were reflecting back to the days when this track first opened. I've only been coming here to Bristol, I guess, about a dozen years of the 18 that I've been following the circuit. But you said it's amazing to see where this track has come from and the growth and the buildup around this facility from the date that it first opened back it, years ago. It has changed so much, and I don't think in anybody's wildest imagination, I know I certainly didn't, would have ever thought you could put 70 or 80,000 race fans at a half-mile racetrack, but they're doing that here this weekend. Normally, at this point, we would be taking you trackside and allowing Jim Phillips and Dick Brooks to talk to some of the drivers in the field for today's starting lineup, but right now, all the drivers, many of the wives, have gathered in an area on the front straight away where an invocation will be offered shortly a bit of a testimony to alan kulwicki and all he has meant to so many people and that is why we are spending some time up here in the booth before going down trackside this is not the moment we should interrupt those drivers and their families as they spend a moment or two reflecting back on the life of a uh, departed champion there's a totally jam-packed racetrack here today all of the new 15,000 seats that have been built between turn one and two are full as the drivers and families have gathered trackside for a special invocation in the memory of Alan Kulwicki. Trackside listening in is Dick Brooks from Woodruff, South Carolina. Dick, I know it's a very somber feeling right now. Uh, as they're getting ready to do uh, the invocation down here, they're also going to do a, uh, a thing here. That, as they say, they're trying to get started anyway on uh, some sort of repair. Mike Wright is the person that's going to do the invocation, and that's going to be a minute or two away yet. 
Okay, so why don't we take a look at the starting lineup for today's Food City 500. We told you starting uh, shotgun on the field is Darrell Waltrip in the Western Auto Chevrolet DW from Franklin, Tennessee. Lost an engine in Friday's practice. Had only six laps of practice with the new engine before qualifying. So he is in on a former Winston Cup champion's provisional starting spot. He'll start 35th. 34th is Dick Trickle of Wisconsin Rapids, Wisconsin. The Carolina Pottery Ford for the Raymock team. That is a backup car. They wrecked their primary car in practice and they've gone to their backup super speedway car as the car of choice here this afternoon. 33rd, Bobby Labonte of Corpus Christi, Texas. The Maxwell House Coffee Ford in on a provisional as well. 32nd, Ted Musgrave of Franklin, Wisconsin. The Jasper Engines Ford. 31st, Jimmy Means of Huntsville, Alabama. That's the Napa Ford. And 30th will be Kenny Wallace in the Dirt Devil Racing Pontiac. Phil Parsons will start 29th in the Mannheim Auction Chevrolet. Jimmy Spencer from Berwick, Pennsylvania is 28th on the grid this afternoon. The Meineke Mufflers Racing Ford. Joe Rutman from Upland, California will start 27th. He's in the Fina Lube Racing Ford. Harry Gann out of Taylorsville, North Carolina starts the Skull Bandit in 26th position. Wally Dollenback Jr. from Basalt, Colorado is 25th in the Keystone Beer Ford. Right now the fans rising here at Bristol Raceway in Tennessee. The invocation about to be offered trackside as we will again turn it back down to Dick Brooks who after a moment of silence will join the invocation. Let's listen in. Shall we pray? Dear God, we thank you for your love and for your grace and for your mercy. And dear God, we thank you for your ability to look on the inside of a human being and judge that person for their heart. And God, as you look today inside of each and every person's heart who is here at the racetrack or at home watching it on TV, you know our hearts and they're split. God, part of our hearts tell us that we're happy, we're excited, and we're enthused because this is what we look forward to each and every year, racing coming to Bristol. But at the same time, God, our hearts are ripped, they're aching, and they're breaking. We have experienced a tragedy in the racing world, and we as fans pretend to be grieving. God, we as fans wear the hats, we wear the shirts, we scream and we holler. God, we are so excited when our racers come to town. But God, there are people who are hurting, and there are people who are deeply concerned. Inside of this group of men, they are our heroes. But God, in the real world, on the other side of the tracks, these men have spouses, they have children, they have brothers and sisters and parents who are deeply concerned and who love them and need them. So God, we pray for safety, we pray for enjoyment, and we pray for an entertaining race, but oh God, please keep these men safe. 
for their families. God, our hearts cannot be touched with the grief that the families that are grieving because of the accident this past week. God, we know that things happen that are sometimes uncontrollable by us. And the families of Kowicki and Brooks and Duncan and Campbell, God, I pray that you told us that you're the God of all comfort. You told us to come unto you when we're weak and heavy laden. So, God, that they are aching and touch them. And in the midst of tragedies that come our way, especially those in our personal families, we cannot thank you enough for good memories. And the racing world, God, each and every fan, thanks you for memories. We will never forget the, the lucky number seven, the rookie. We thank you for the memory of someone who's shown us that an owner and driver, both the same, can conquer a championship. God, we will always be reminded in our memory, and we will smile each and every time we hear or see a Polish victory lap. And God, there's not a one of us will ever forget the time that our champion <laughs> combed his hair before he got out of his car. God, we thank you for those memories. And we pray as we leave here today, God, that we will enjoy this. And we all will say that it's been good to be here. And each and every one of us, God, can leave safe. Again, we mean it when we pray for a safe race. And God, not just me, but thousands and millions of fans everywhere will be praying a moment of silent prayer on behalf of the families of Alan Kowicki, Mark Brooks, Dan Duncan, and Charles Campbell. Thank you for loaning them to us for a short while. And please be with their families. In Jesus' name, amen. Let's continue with our starting lineup. We gave you Wally Dollenbach Jr. starting 25th. 24th will be Rick Wilson in the STP Pontiac. 23rd, Hut Strickland in the McDonald's Racing Ford. 22nd will be Dale Jarrett in the Interstate Battery Chevrolet. And 21st, Jeff Gordon in the DuPont Chevrolet. 20th starter from Dawsonville, Georgia, Bill Elliott in the Budweiser Ford. 19th, Rick Mast of Rockbridge Baths, Virginia, the Skoll Classic Ford. 18th is Terry Labonte of Corpus Christi, Texas, the Kellogg's Chevrolet. The Ray Bestis Ford for Sterling Marlin of Columbia, Tennessee starts 17th. 16th is Lake Speed of Jackson, Mississippi the Purex detergent Ford. Michael Waltrip of Owensboro, Kentucky the Pennzoil Pontiac starts in 15th. 14th is Kyle Petty from Randleman, North Carolina the Metal Yellow Pontiac. 13th Bobby Hillen of Midland, Texas the Heilig Myers Ford. 12th starter Derek Cope of Spanaway, Washington the Bojangles Ford. And 11th out of Nashville, Tennessee Bobby Hamilton in the Country Time Ford. 
record. Look, quick look at the top ten. Davey Allison of Hueytown, Alabama. The Texaco Haviland Ford is tenth. Ninth, Ricky Rudd from Chesapeake, Virginia. The Tide Chevrolet. Mark Martin from Batesville, Arkansas has the Valvoline Ford starting eighth. Seventh is Kenny Schrader from Fenton, Missouri and the Kodiak Chevrolet. Dale Earnhardt from Kannapolis, North Carolina. The GM Goodrich Chevrolet starts sixth. Jeff Bodine of Chemung, New York is fifth in the Motorcraft Ford. Morgan Shepard from Conover, North Carolina is fourth in the Sitco Ford. And Ernie Irvin of Modesto, California will be starting third this afternoon in the Kodak Film Chevrolet. He really feels like he can win this race in a brand new race car here this afternoon. And on the front row, Brett Bonine of Chemung, New York in the Quaker State Ford and Rusty Wallace of St. Louis, Missouri in the Miller Genuine Draft Pontiac. That's the starting grid 35 strong this afternoon for the Food City 500. Drivers making their way down to their cars right now getting ready to go. Rusty Wallace starts on the pole here this afternoon and Wallace has really been very confident all season long that he is going to win the Winston Cup Championship and the way they've started out. I kind of believe they may be one of the contenders right now to Atlanta in November. Let's get his thoughts now with Dick Brooks of Woodruff, South Carolina. Well, Rusty's getting strapped in, and you're right. He's very confident, man. He's smiling, and he's having a good time, and getting to talk on the radio a lot, and all, and, and running awful good. Rusty, looks like you guys are back all hooked up for the championship. I really think so, Dick. I mean, this team has really made a big commitment to try to win this title, and, uh, and a lot of work has went into it, and right now it's really looking good. The car's handling good. It's running good, not only here at Bristol, but in the past four or five races. So it's, I like to commend all the guys back in the shop, which takes a whole team effort to make this happen. Well, it certainly does that, and uh, the shop is pumped up also. These guys are uh, smiling all over. So everybody, I think, has really been uh, excited about the way that things turned around this year. Brett Bodine is one who is excited about this weekend's race. He has run well on the short tracks, of course, winning at North Wilkesboro. He's on the outside of roll number one here today in the Quaker State Ford. Let's get his thoughts with Jim Phillips. Brett, you've got a good qualifying time if you're on the front row. How much does the track change from the time you qualified to now? It's changed quite a bit. Uh, it just seems like uh, since the Bush race run yesterday, it got a lot tighter. And uh, we really fought the car uh, in the last practice. Hopefully we've hit on to something here. We made some changes for the race. First three races this year weren't too good for your team, but the last two you seem to be getting a lot better. Well, we're just getting the hang of this new chassis setup and stuff. And, uh, you know, we had some mechanical problems early in the year that set us back. And uh, if we can have a race without mechanical problems, we usually run pretty good. Red Bodine, he finished ninth and 11th here last year at Bristol. And if there's a crowd favorite here this afternoon, it would have to be Ernie Irvin. Their shop is just down the road in nearby Abingdon, Virginia. The Morgan McClure racing team has a good qualifying run. As we said, they've got a brand-new race car here, and Dick Brooks has made his way back to Ernie. Well, brand-new race car or not, this, uh, this team is close enough around that they've got to be pumped up over their own hometown thing. Ernie, you've done very, very well here uh, uh, you know, the, the cars run well for you. The team runs good, works good. What do you feel like today? Well, you know, it's uh, like Tony just told me. Going to have to be the most patient I've ever been. Uh, everybody watched that Bush race, and a lot of impatience got a lot of people in trouble. So we're going to try to be as patient as we can. And uh, if we've got a car we can win with, we're going to try to win. Racing right here with Rusty. Some of my best runs here of uh, Bristol been right with Rusty. So uh, this Kodak Film Chevrolet is running good in practice. And uh we're looking forward to a good day. That's two guys that can put on a show at a place like Bristol here, and I think they will today. One thing about uh, the track being as quick as it is, it is very difficult to stay out of trouble, and you have to be very patient. The car will run awful fast on you. In fact, it'll run so fast that you can't see trouble in time to avoid it. 
One man who has seemingly had the patience of Job has been Mark Martin. He's been so close to so many wins and sits in fifth right now in Winston Cup points. He starts on the outside of the fourth row as we get his thoughts while he climbs into the Valvoline Ford. Well, it doesn't seem to make any difference where the track is this year. Mark Martin has been one of the strongest cars. Most of the drivers I talk to say you're probably the strongest car here this weekend. I'm real proud of this car and real proud of this whole team. Uh, Valvoline, uh, you know, we just look forward to racing every week. Uh, things are going real good. The guys are just awesome on pit road right now. And uh, we need to race a little bit more and maybe we'll get a win. Maybe today's the day. Well, yesterday we had a pretty rough race out here. Had a lot of accidents. Do you think the Winston Cup guys will have a little more patience than they had yesterday? I'd be surprised. Uh, I expect to see lots of wrecks. So, uh, you know, I just, you know, my biggest concern of the day is not uh, whether or not we got a fast race car, but whether or not we're going to get tangled up in somebody else's mess. So Mark Martin tells the story of what we had yesterday. We had some accidents. He says we could see that again today. And that seems to be the general feeling of about every driver in the field. As quick as this racetrack is and as fast as things happen, there could be some problems. Nick Brooks has made his way all the way down to the tail end of the field. An unfamiliar starting spot for Darrell Waltrip is in a provisional starting spot all the way back in 35th position. Let's see if he's caught up with Darrell. Yeah, I caught up with him all right. Darrell, if you can run as quick going that way as I ran coming back this way, you're going to do good today. Seriousness, though. This is a tough racetrack to go through traffic in, especially early part of the race. This is tough at the end of the race. What are you planning to do here? You got enough patience to sit here and wait, and you know you can get lapped in a hurry. Yeah, that's a big concern we have, Dick, is to get lapped early. But by the same token, I know that I can't go charging up through here. Uh, there's probably going to be some early cautions. Certainly don't want to be in one of those. But you know. I guess I dug my own hole. I said, uh, I told my guys here in the September, I said, you know, I could have lapped the field if I'd have really tried. And uh, I guess this is the Lord's way of getting even. He said, well, why don't you try it today, old buddy? So I'm back here, and the, the Western Auto Chevy is running awful good, and Barry and everybody's pumped. And, uh, you know, DW knows Bristol pretty good, so we'll see what happens. Well, he sure does that. It's a long ways to the front, though. He and I doubled up on a car here one time and ran awful good with it. Didn't stay out of trouble. Didn't have no trouble. Maybe you can do that today. DW does know Bristol with 12 wins here. You're tuned to one of 339 stations in 32 states carrying today's Food City 500 as we are now closing in on the words that everybody has been waiting for to get these 35 racing cars ready to attack the high banks. Drivers. Start your engines. The Food City 500 from Bristol. Barney, this is a spectacular racetrack. Things happen so very quickly. I think one of the big stories is you really can't see much here. The banking is so strong, that 36 degrees, that once you get uh, turned over in the car on the yaw position, you really can't see very much out of the windshield. You're almost at the mercy of circumstance. Well, they really are. And just about every driver will tell you, you better look as deep in those corners. And even before you go into turn one, you look across coming out of turn two to make sure there's no accidents or anything over there and the speed you're traveling even if you see it a lot of times you cannot get slowed down in time to avoid it they have made one lap they'll make uh, about another lap and a half before they put them under green here this afternoon the sky is beginning to get a little bit overcast sun was out earlier it's going to be a fairly cool day here at the bristol international raceway one more lap and we will go green as we said the new concrete surface seems to be working out real well the cars yesterday the bush grand national race put on a heck of a show here stuck real good as they swing down into turns one and two. That lies to the north end of the speedway. They'll exit there, go down the back chute, and Joe Moore is positioned at the end of the back straightaway over in turn three. Barney used to say things happen in a hurry here at Bristol. The distance between the exit of turn two and the entrance of turn three is probably less than a quarter of a mile, and it happens
seconds for these drivers in about four seconds. Once they come off the turn, they can kind of plot their course mentally as where they're going to go when they get into turn three. That's okay unless someone gets out of line or breaks loose. That's why we have so many multi-car pileups, because you have to make a decision and make it fast. We'll cover the action off turn two and down this back straightaway today here at Bristol. The lights have just come back on atop the safety car here at Bristol out of deference to the Raymock car and driver Dick Trickle. We had told you that Dick wrecked his primary race car here in a rather unusual accident on Friday. The pin that secures the steering wheel to the steering column was accidentally left out. And as Dick pulled back on the steering wheel going through the banking, what a bad feeling when the wheel came off in his hands and they totally demolished the race car. Well, they've brought their backup super speedway car and as soon as the car went up on the banking here in turn one on the warm-up lap, a piece of lead came out of the car. Just dropped that on the racetrack from the frame rail. These cars, all of them, have lead weights in them to bring them up to the 3,500-pound minimums that NASCAR mandates. So they have allowed Dick Trickle to put the lead back into the car and rejoin the back of the field as now we're about set to go back to green. 500 laps here in the Food City 500 under somewhat overcast skies at Bristol, Tennessee. Here's Barney Hall with the start. Car off the banking up in turn number four. Down to the line. Rusty Wallace holds him down. It looks like about 40 miles an hour. Waiting for the green flag to go in the air. 200 feet away. It's up. And they are off and running. Rusty does not get a good start going off into turn number one. In fact, he got drop kicked a little bit. And grabbing the lead out of turn number two is Brett Bodine. Brett Bodine gets a good jump by two car lengths over Rusty Wallace. Ernie Irvin falls in line in the third spot. Then it's Morgan Shepard. Three car lengths back to Jeff Bodine and Dale Earnhardt. The scramble back at eighth spot sees Mark Martin getting caught to the outside of Bobby Hamilton and Derek Cope will have to work to get back to the low side of the track. Martin's still trying to get down to the inside of the track. He won't be able to do it before Derek Cope makes his move and gets by. Bobby Hillen also tries to make the move. He, though, is forced to fall back in line in single file. Brett Bodine, the leader. Rusty is second. Back up to speed right now. Ernie Irvin is third. Those three have broken away by four car links on Morgan Shepard, who rides fourth. Rusty's trying to get that line down on the inside of the track, coming off turn two to pull up underneath the Quaker State forward of Brett Bodine. So far, not able to do it. He'll follow the tire tracks of Bodine. By this time yesterday in the Bush race, we were all already under caution. Today, lap number three on the board, single file while men work the high side of the groove. Others are working on the low side. Mark Martin working the high side, but he would rather be down on the low side. It will cost him one more position. Kyle Petty gets the mellow yellow Pontiac fired up. He'll pick up the spot, and here comes Michael Waltrip also to pass. And he just can't seem to get the car to turn down. It's not that there's not room to get it in there. When he goes in the corner, the car is kicking up on him a little bit. Battle for the lead, change out of turn two. Rusty finally gets underneath. Brett Bodine, he'll pick up the lead. Ernie Irvin goes by to grab second. So it's Rusty Wallace ahead of Irvin, then Brett Bodine, Morgan Shepard, Jeff Bodine, and Earnhardt, Ken Schrader, Ricky Rudd, and Bobby Hamilton in two. That's the first nine cars in the 10th position now is Derek Cope. Bobby Hillen rides along in the 11th spot. 12th is Kyle Petty. 13th is Mark Martin. 14th, Michael Waltrip, and 15th is Sterling Marlin. And 16th right now is Rick Mass. Davey Allison is 17th, and Lake Speed is 18th. In single file, they string out all the way around the speedway right now. They're back in turn three. Rusty Wallace stretches it out. Three, four car lengths now over Ernie Irvin. It's three more car lengths back to Brett Bodine in third. Once the car's got single file, everybody seems to be using pretty much the same groove. 
Watch the traffic flattened out. Nobody seems to be handling all that badly here in the early going. Jeff Bodine now the one trying to make the move underneath the Morgan Shepard car. This would be a battle for the fourth spot. Bodine can't get underneath. He'll fall back in line in single file. And if you remember in past races here at Bristol, Tennessee, we usually see this pattern exactly what we're looking at right now. They'll run maybe 20 or 40 laps or maybe even 50 or 60. Kind of sane, so to speak, just to work in a groove a little bit. It'll start working up, and then somebody will start making a pass, whether it be for the lead or for third or fifth or whatever, and then all of a sudden everybody will follow suit. Earnhardt is a man that wants to move up right now. He had a position for a second there on Jeff Bodine, but now drops back a couple of car lengths. Good battle going on right behind Dale Earnhardt. Earnhardt had to get out of the throttle. He got down too low and really lost several spots there as Jeff Bodine held him off, but right behind is where the action's going on. Ricky Rudd and Bobby Hamilton get by Ken Schrader. Rudd takes seventh. Hamilton eighth. Schrader is ninth. Tenth now is Derek Culp. The eleventh spot belongs to Hillen, though Kyle Petty wants it. Petty was there the last time they came off turn two. Once again, he'll try to duck to the inside of the track, but Hillen gets away. Now Petty has to worry about Mark Martin. And he just loses a position to Mark Martin. Meanwhile, Dick Trickle has pitted on the back straightaway. If you've never been to Bristol, they pit on both sides of the racetrack here at Bristol International Raceway. Trickle having a real difficult time in the early going here this afternoon. They held up the race there and made an extra lap before they put him under green. He's made a pit stop and is way off the pace now going down the back chute. The leader continues to be Rusty Wallace. He's got a healthy margin right now. Five car lengths back in three. Here comes Rusty Wallace entering turn three. Ernie Irvin again second. Brett Bodine third. Then it's Morgan Shepard fourth. Rounding out the top five is Jeff Bodine. One man who has really shuffled back in the running order in a short while was Davey Allison. He started tenth. Drops back to about 17th spot and now grabs a position away from Rick Mast. But problems for Allison in a slow start while Mark Martin challenges Hillen. This is the battle for the 11th spot. Martin gets the inside line but Hillen beats him down the back straight away for now. Hillen will hold him off. Mark Martin dives to the inside, comes right down to the yellow line at the bottom of the racetrack. He is door-to-door with Bobby Hillen. He's going to take the position away, and Kyle Petty's trying to get under Bobby Hillen also in the High Lake Myers racing car. Kyle will make the move using the middle yellow Pontiac down to the inside line. Bobby Hillen tries to hold him off. They're dead even in turn four. Kyle Petty has the inside groove covered. It's still the short way around this racetrack. Kyle grabs the spot, bypassing Hillen while the leader works traffic. Rusty Wallace goes to the outside of the Napa car of Jimmy Means. He'll make that pass as he exits turn four. And Wallace setting a blistering pace already began to lap the tail end of the field as he's just moved around Jimmy Means' car. He's about to close in on Dick Trickle, who is already a lap or so down, having made that unscheduled pit stop there just a moment ago. But he is flying on the speedway. So far, pretty much single-file racing Jeff Bodine. Trouble in turn two. Hut Strickland spins around on the McDonald's car, tags the outside retaining wall, drops it down across the running groove, and everyone is able to get by without any more collision. Caution on the speedway. The first one of the afternoon. It is out at lap number 17. Hut Strickland's car down on the apron of the racetrack. Let's go back to Joe Moore. Looked like he got in that higher groove, Barney, coming into the turn and uh, was a little bit too high, a little bit too hard. The car just broke loose. He tagged the outside retaining wall. Looks like some damage to the front end. More damage, actually, to the rear end of the McDonald's car. He's pulled down the back pit road and looks as though the car has stalled. Hut Strickland was running 23rd at the time of the incident. He gets the McDonald's car refired, and the Golden Arches now heading towards the attention of Mike Hill and the McDonald's team. This is such a tough racetrack, it's almost impossible for us to give it justice as far as we describe it to you from our vantage point here in the tower. But why don't we take you right into the driver's seat with a driver's view of Bristol International Raceway as we join Bobby Labonte for today's Maxwell House Hot Lap. Glad you could come along for the ride. This is one ride you won't forget. This place here has more sensation of speed than we have at Daytona or Talladega. As I go down the front straightaway past the start-finish line and into turn one, you're off the gas, on the brakes pretty hard, boom, it 
slams you right down the seat. The G-forces here pushes you straight down. You bounce one time, you go up about half a lane in the middle of the corner, and it's just like looking down off a two-story building onto the ground. You come off turn two, it bounces one more time, and then it bounces again before you get out to the straightaway. It moves you out about a half a lane. Going down the back straightaway, you look to the left to see if there's something happening in turns three. As you go into turn three, you go in low, you start to slide up the racetrack, and there's a big bump right there. You're down in the seat as far as you can go. You look towards the left, try to get as low as you can, because when you come off turn four, boom, boom, again, two more bounces, moves you up about a lane towards the wall, back on the throttle, wide open again, down the front straightaway. Getting ready to go back to green. Hut Strickland took his car on the pit road and has now pulled it behind the pit wall. And we'll get the story there in just a moment. But right now, we're about set to go back to green flag racing as the pace car pulls off the banking in turn number four. Rusty Wallace is leader. Ernie Irvin is second. Brett Bodine is third. Jeff Bodine is fourth. Morgan Shepard is fifth. We're under green as they race into turn number one. Earnhardt had thoughts of trying to pick off a couple of positions there. Now tucks back in. Single file. They're out of turn two. Rusty Wallace leads the way. Ernie Irvin less than a car length behind him. Then Brett Bodine breaking away by three. Three car links over Jeff Bodine in fourth. Morgan Shepard fifth, Earnhardt sixth, Ricky Rudd seventh as Hut Strickland has a word with Jim Phillips. Hut Strickland behind the wall. Hut, what happened? I'm not really for sure, Jim. You went down in, going down in turn one just like normal and uh, yeah, I felt like either something broke or, uh, or hit oil or something like that. You know, uh, it's one of them things. You think you'll be able to get back in? We're going to work awful hard. You know, these guys are working Strickland saying if they can repair the car and solve the exact problem, they'll try to get back in. Rusty Wallace still the leader. Ernie Irvin is second. There's about a car length between the front four, five, or six. The first battle is back where Mark Martin is off turn two. Mark Martin tries to get under the Derek Cope car, and he makes that move. Also, Dale Earnhardt pick up the fifth spot. Two laps go as he got by Morgan Shepard. That brought the fans to their feet as they watch Earnhardt move. Ricky Rudd also tries to grab that spot away from Morgan Shepard. He'll try him in turn two. Shepard drifts up the banking going into the corner, brings it back down, and slams the door on Rudd, though, once they come off turn number two, right behind them, Mark Martin again on the move. He goes down to the inside of Ken Schrader. Sterling Marlin spins. It's the outside wall. Dale Jarrett, Bill Elliott, Harry Gant, Jimmy Spencer, Joe Rutman also involved here in turn three. At least seven cars are in the accident up in turns three and four, and that's exactly what we have talked about. Not many one-car wrecks here at Bristol. If one car has trouble, they're usually going to collect four or five. Here's Dale Jarrett moving away. Doesn't appear to be that much damage on his car. Rutman gets his car in a straight line, takes it on around the speedway. The most severely damaged-looking car, as we look at the accident from here in in the tower, is down on the apron of the track, and that will be Sterling Marlin. He is trying to get his car going. It's right down on the apron of the racetrack. And also, Jimmy Spencer now coming down out of the banking. Looked like he might have tagged it also. Let's go back to turn three. Ray Best is four. Jimmy Spencer was the first car to break loose, going up into the wall in turn number three as he got turned sideways and did hit the outside retaining wall. All the other cars right behind him were running very close to Spencer. They all had to get on the throttle or on to uh, Sterling Marlin, that is. They turned their car sideways to avoid, and again, about six cars were able to get by without colliding with each other. The only uh, damage, it looks like, is on Bill Elliott's car as he comes into the back pit area. Sterling Marlin, as we call the damage on his car, and also Harry Gant, who's taking his car behind the wall here on the back straightaway. We had also seen Phil Parsons go to pit road just before the incident. Let's get an update. Well, this car is going back onto the speedway right now. Bill Elliott's the man that's got the big problems. They're taking the complete front air dam off that uh, machine right now. Harry Gant was in 
in his pits. The big loser in the accident uh, looks from here to be Bill Elliott. He will be able to continue, but his car is going to have a, a lot of damage in the front end. It's going to be an ill-handling machine for sure. Just absolutely hard to believe the tough luck that the, both Junior Johnson teams are having starting out 1993. What a contrast from last year. Both Hut Strickland has gone behind the wall, and now Bill Elliott has severe damage to his car. You talk about a contrast. By this time last year, Bill Elliott had led on 15 separate occasions going into the Bristol race. This year, he's not led a single lap in 1993. That puts it very much into focus. About a half lap away from going back to green, Bobby Hamilton has climbed from his car. Dick Brooks? Bobby, it was a short day. What happened? Yeah, I don't know, Dick. It looked like it burned a piston or anything. The car is extremely fast all week, all weekend long and all, but you know, we're going to work on it a little bit, try to get out and sell a little more country time and snow time, but it looks like today's pretty well over with. Well, that's a sorry thing for them. I know it's a, you come a long, long ways here to try to get. One of the cars that was in, is in that wreck was Morgan Shepard, uh, Leonard Woods here. Leonard, uh, your car okay? Oh, yeah. We just come in and made a chance to adjust. But... Okay. Well, I thought he'd gotten involved up there in the accident, but they've got the car in and fixed up. Green flag goes back in the air. Rusty Wallace sets sail. Ernie Irvin goes after him. They're over in turn three. Ernie Irvin right behind Rusty Wallace. The lap car and Jimmy Spencer separating them from third place. Brett Bodine. Then it's Jeff Bodine in fourth and Earnhardt in fifth. Lap 32 is on the board. We saw the lead change hands to Rusty Wallace on lap number five. He still leads at lap number 32. Single file here upon the restart. Wallace gets a good jump up off the corner. Gets a car length and a half now over Ernie Irvin as he leads him again. Back to turn three. Earnhardt is the car that really wants to move up. Dale a couple of times has dropped down to the inside to the outside of Jeff Bodine to try to get a position to maybe move up at least one spot. Hasn't been able to do it. He works on him some more off turn two. That is the battle for the fourth spot, and Earnhardt is really working hard coming off turn two to get that lower line, but Bodine's car is hooked up quite well. He's able to slam the door each time they come up off the turn. The Wood Brothers car working well. Morgan Shepard now moves around Ted Musgrave and Michael Waltrip near the back of the field after that pit stop that Leonard Wood told us about, but the car hooked up well here in the early stages. Not so for Harry Gant. The hood is up on the school machine. Jim Phillips what are they doing? What happened, Harry? Uh, somebody spun out, you know, and uh, the car in front of me was squirting water out everywhere. And so, you know, Did you get back in the race? You couldn't hear what I said, but they're still trying, working on the car, trying to get it back in. They're working on the front suspension of the car. The deck lid has caved in and pushed down, so it's going to be a long, long stay behind the wall for Harry Gant. Harry Gant and... Strickland and Bobby Hamilton are the cars that are behind the wall at present. Rusty Wallace has now opened up a lot of daylight on Ernie Irvin. He is pulled away by some 15 car lengths. Still riding third is Brett Bodine. Fourth is Jeff Bodine. Fifth is Dale Earnhardt. Sixth is Ricky Rudd. And seventh is Mark Martin. Eighth is Kyle Petty. Fans here on the back straightaway watching a pretty good battle. Two laps ago as Jimmy Spencer is working to get back on the tail end of the lead lap. He dueled with Ernie Irvin for several laps. Finally did get behind, or rather get in ahead of the Irvin car. And now is closing in on Rusty Wallace. Spencer running quite well. He's now within five car lengths of the race leader. Again, trying to get back to the tail end of the lead lap. And for Bobby Hillen, doesn't matter if you're on the super speedway or the short track and get out of the groove, you're going to lose some spots. Rick Mast, Lake Speed, all going by. Terry Labonte likewise with the leader, working to turn two. Here's Mark Martin trying to make a move, and he will down to the inside of Ricky Rudd. His car was not handling that well early on, but seems like now it's hooked up quite well, sticking at the bottom of the racetrack, and Martin has moved up to sixth. And if you remember in the last two or three weeks, every time we talked about Martin Martin in a race, it seemed like the longer they ran, the faster the car would get for him, and that apparently is going to happen here today for Mark Martin. Wallace is the leader. 40 laps are on the scoreboard. Let's go to pit road. Well, Sterling Marlin's car, they're still working on it, sitting there at the end of pit road. They've got the, the front end, what they think, in pretty good shape. They've lined the tires and the wheels back up. They're marking the tires to 
really tell exactly who's doing what in the early going of the race other than Rusty Wallace right now. He's running good, but it seems like as the race goes on, guys will come and go. A car will be running back 15th. They'll make a pit stop, make a change or two, and all of a sudden it'll be right at the front of the pack. That is the nature of the speedway here at Bristol. And the man who's playing that the best might be Darrell Waltrip. He stayed on the racetrack while so many others pitted. He was in 35th, remember, when he started, picked up two spots under green. He's now running in 16th spot, having gone by Ken Schrader here seconds ago. Sterling Marlin back on the track. You heard him fire up the car as Dick Brooks reported. He is running 14 laps down to the leader, but out there again on lap number 45 with Rusty Wallace continuing to lead. And we had several other pit stops in that caution a moment ago. Rick Wilson was in. Dale Jarrett spent some time on pit road. Also, Phil Parsons was in the pits along with Michael Waltrip and Kenny Schrader, some of the cars that have made early pit stops here this afternoon. 46 laps are on the scoreboard. Rusty Wallace just moving around right now. Bill Elliott's car over in turn three. Rusty moves on the outside of the Budweiser Ford, picks up that spot. There's three more cars directly ahead for him. Fans here on the back straightaway starting to watch a pretty good battle for the fifth spot. Dale Earnhardt looks back and Mark Martin is all over him. Martin had pulled down to the inside of Earnhardt in the last lap, now has to follow Earnhardt as they work traffic here on the back straightaway to the outside of Jimmy Means. They're closing in on Jeff Bodine, who's running fourth. One of the quickest cars on the racetrack is the Meineke machine for Jimmy Spencer. But remember, he is a lap down at this stage, having been involved in the spin earlier. Harry Gant behind the wall with the accident. So too Hutch Strickland. He's already gone for the day. Bobby Hamilton with engine failure, putting him out here in the early stages as the battle for third spot on back is a good one. Brett Bodine, Jeff Bodine, Earnhardt and Martin in traffic in one. He'll go single file this time, but Earnhardt tries to make his move off turn number two. Tried to get underneath. Jeff Bodine couldn't quite do it. Mark Martin tries to take advantage and pull to the low side. He's still at work at that till turn four. And all of a sudden, lap traffic is a factor even for the guys back there running third, fourth, and fifth. They're moving around Dick Trickle's car. Dick trying to keep it down at the bottom of the racetrack to give them some racing room as they work out of turn two. Jeff Bodine leads the line to the outside of Dick Trickle. Here comes Earnhardt getting by. Mark Martin, Ricky Rudd, and Kyle Petty all flash by in that higher groove. It's been Trouble in the back straightaway. Two cars get together. Bobby Hillen and Ken Schrader. Hillen rolls down to the inside of the track. Some damage to the left side of his car. The whole front end caved in on Schrader's car as he limps around to the front pit area. Caution on the speedway. Comes out at lap number 52. And again, a couple of cars heavily damaged. At least Kenny Schrader's car is. He's off the banking. And Bobby Hillen is coming on the pit road. A little smoke trailing. And we see some sheet metal caved in onto his machine. And we are under caution. 55 laps complete of the 500 here at Bristol Raceway in Tennessee. Working the third caution of the day as Bobby Hillen spun out of turn number two, collecting Ken Schrader as he went. Schrader has already parked his car and walked very quickly to the sanctity of the team's transporter in the garage area. We'll hear from him in just a bit. Meanwhile, a lot of work going on now for Doug Williams and the Judy Donlevy crew on the Heilig Myers Ford. Dick Brooks, how bad is the uh, problem on the left side of the car? Well, it's not good in the left front. It's uh, looks like they're not just some sheet metal damage. There's been some uh, chassis damage there, but uh, they uh, think that they're going to probably get that fixed. They're going to get the sheet metal cut away from it. The rear of the car looks pretty good shape. Kind of brings back old memories, uh, me sitting around here watching Junie work on a race car at Bristol. Of course, Dick Brooks finished second in this race back in 1977. A couple of thirds, two fourths, one fifth place finish. This is a good racetrack for you, Richard, wasn't it? Well, it was, and uh, I drove Junie's car through all those races, I think, and uh, uh, so we had some good runs here. We had some bad ones, too. We, <laughs> we brought the thing home uh, half the pieces at half the time. 
Dick Brooks could get around this track about as well as anyone back in those days. I remember some of those races well. A car that has had more than their share of problems in the early going is the Budweiser Ford. Junior Johnson is here this weekend, and I believe this will be the first race that he has come back since he had his heart surgery some weeks ago. Seems to be in a very good mood. Talked with him a little bit this morning, and uh, we'll pass along some of his thoughts and some of the things that's been circulated around about the teams and what they might and might not do a little bit later this afternoon. But uh, Bill Elliott's been on the pits back there at least four times here in the last 10 or 12 laps. Jim Phillips as they continue to try and get that car back to where it'll at least have a decent finish. Now they'll keep working on He's been in four times now. What they're doing is stringing the front end, trying to get it to, to all that straightened out. Junior's over here sitting on a tire. Junior, it's not been a good day for your race car, but it's good to see you back at the racetrack. How do you feel? Thank you. I feel pretty good. I'm uh, just a little sore yet, but other than that, I feel good. Well, these race teams are having a little bit of trouble today. <laughs> well... We ain't the only ones having trouble. There's been several others wrecked. It's just a place where you got to be lucky to do any good. Junior Johnson, as he surveys the damage of his race car, there's been a lot of pit action over here. Darrell Walton's been in. Uh, Jeff Gordon's been in the pits. Ted Musgrave's been in the pits. All chance uh, adjustments and tires on this side as they continue to work on the Budweiser Ford again. They've had to remove the front air dam on the car. That's going to make the car extremely tight in the corners. Probably want to push up. Race car peeled off the banking. We're back under green flag racing. Jimmy Spencer leads the pack off into turn number one, but he is on the tail end of the lead lap. The leader right now is Michael Waltrip. They're back in three. Michael Waltrip just ahead of Dale Jarrett's automobile as they race off into the corner, working slower traffic. Phil Parsons will separate those two off turn four. Michael Waltrip leading for the very first time at 1993 here today, as was the case with Brett Bodine, who led the first four laps of the afternoon after his win yesterday. Michael Waltrip's in three. Michael Waltrip moving away from Dale Jarrett, who finally clears himself of that lap traffic. Joe Rubin runs along in the third spot now. Rusty Wallace is up to fourth. Wallace trying to break out of some of that traffic and work his way back to the front of the pack. Brett Bodine is on the move also. He and Dale Earnhardt got a good tussle going off turn two. Side by side as they come off the corner, and Brett Bodine wins the battle using the Rick Wilson car as a pick. Brett swings around to the outside, and Earnhardt's forced to fall in line behind him. Brett will cut to the inside of Phil Parsons, who's running a lap down. Earnhardt can't quite make that same move as he'll have to go to the high side of turn two. Earnhardt will run alongside the Rick Wilson car side by side as they come down this back straightaway. Finally, he'll clear Rick Wilson. Here comes Jeff Bodine and Ricky Rudd to follow suit. And Rick Wilson was hoping to have a good top 10 finish here this weekend. They've had their share of problems in 1993, kind of sorting out things to his liking as compared to how Richard Petty liked to have a race car set up and built. But uh, they're beginning to turn that team around also. Here's Michael Waltrip out of turn number four, and Dale Jarrett, who made a couple of unscheduled pit stops there during that spin a moment ago, now seems to have one of the fastest cars on the racetrack. They're off two. Jarrett has caught the leader, bearing down on him with a good battle is going on third on back as they're trying to get by two lapped cars racing side by side. Sterling Marlin and Ted Musgrave were stacked up double wide. Now Rusty Wallace clears that as he goes to work on Musgrave. He'll work to the inside of Musgrave's automobile. Ted running one lap down. Sterling Marlin is 16 laps down now as the leader's trying to clear him in turn two. Rusty goes to the inside, opens the door for Brett Bodine and Dale Earnhardt, all getting by the Ted Musgrave car. Here comes Jeff Bodine and Joe Rutman as well. Right now, there's about 15 cars out there that are handling equally well, really getting around the speedway, sticking very good, going into the corners, not kicking up at all. They've got them dialed into this new concrete surface real well. Michael Waltrip, meanwhile, not cracking that throttle for anybody. He and Dale Jarrett have put almost a half a straightaway on everyone else. Rusty Wallace back in third place, heads off to Trouble here on the main straightaway as Terry Labonte and Lake Speed got together. Labonte spins back up near traffic. Morgan Shepard finds an opening to the inside. Kenny Wallace to the outside. There's no 
further contact, but we are under caution on lap number 67. Michael Waltrip is the race leader after Terry Labonte and Lake Speed spun together with the help of traffic coming out of turn number four. But a big break for Jimmy Spencer. He is now coming all the way around from running on the tail end of the lead lap to take up his rightful position on the racetrack. He'll be posted somewhere in the top 15 at this point, rather the top 20, as they reset the running order. Meanwhile, Bobby Hillen has taken his car behind the wall. That's also where Ken Schrader's Kodiak Chevrolet has gone. They're working on the Schrader machine out behind Victory Lane. Jim Phillips, how bad is the damage? A lot of damage. Kenny, a hard lick out there. What happened? I, it was just Bobby got loose and spun, and, you know, we were there. We just got collected up. Uh, Daryl was underneath Bobby, but there was no contact there. But Bobby just spun, and there we were. Do you think you can get back in? Uh, I don't know. They're going to work on it for a while. See what happens. So disgusted. Uh, Kenny Schrader watches the repairs on his machine. Just nowhere to go at Bristol. And Kenny Schrader, who had the season turned around, was having some good runs starting at Daytona and all the way up through here. And it really is disgusting to come here and have a car that you know is capable of winning, at least finishing in the top three or winning the race and then get it torn up real early due to no fault of your own. And Bristol is just that kind of racetrack. Barney, Go ahead, Dick. Bobby Hillen's sitting in his car. They're still working on it. Bobby, uh, they're trying to get it repaired. You're sitting here kind of patiently. What happened? I really don't know, Dick. I think I just lost it coming off of two. Um... It's a shame. We, I think we were going to have a good day, but uh, it's one of those deals. Well, he's uh, truthful about it anyway. It takes a good, pretty good guy to stand there and say, well, I took out two race cars uh, one of them days. A lot of cars getting bent up real early here this afternoon in the Food City 500. One more lap, about a three-quarters of a lap, really, and they'll go back to green. We had a few pit stops there just a moment ago under this caution flag. Mark Martin was in. Terry Labonte's car obviously had some damage. They were working on it there. Lake Speed was on pit road along with Kyle Petty, and Lake Speed continues to sit in the pits as we're getting set to go back to green. Now, well, Lake come back in. He came in a while ago. They changed the tires on the car. He came back and changed left-side tires now as it's getting away from the fender. Green flag goes in the air. Michael Waltrip, the leader, sets sail for turn number one. He moves away from the machine that spun out just a moment ago. Sterling Marlin, who is several laps behind, he is sandwiched in between there and the second-place car. Second-place car is Dale Jarrett as Rusty Wallace runs along in the third spot. Fourth now, Brett Bodine and Dale Earnhardt round out the top five. Jeff Bodine runs in the sixth spot. Ricky Rudd is seventh. Eighth now is Ernie Irvin. Derek Cope, ninth. Davey Allison, tenth. Eleventh is Jeff Gordon. Twelfth, Rick Mash. Thirteenth, Darrell Waltrip. Fourteenth, the Bobby. Labonte car ahead of 15th Kyle Petty Wally Dallenbach is 16th Kenny Wallace runs in 17th 18th is Mark Martin 19th Morgan Shepard and 20th now is Jimmy Spencer 76 laps on the scoreboard in the Food City 500 this afternoon here at Bristol International Raceway. Dale Jarrett currently is the leader. Rusty Wallace rides second and third right now is Michael Waltrip from the Bristol International Raceway. This is MRN Radio. From the racetrack to the road home, fill up with Sunoco, the official fuel of NASCAR. Sunoco makes high-quality performance fuels for the greatest drivers in the world, both on and off the track. Whether you are pulling up to the pump or experiencing the excitement of being at the track on race day, this will be a four-tire change. They've already topped it off with Sunoco fuel. Side service complete, second can of Sunoco fuel in. He's down and away. You can trust Sunoco to be the fuel that keeps you going. Capture the essence of racing and fill up with the official fuel of NASCAR, Sunoco. Whatever you drive, wherever you go, Hercules Tires will get you there. Whether you're running on dirt or running a job, 
Our dependable, high-quality tires are the perfect fit for your needs. For unmatched value, selection, and warranty with industry-leading road hazard protection, there's only one choice, Hercules Tires. To learn more, visit HerculesTire.com or call 800-677-9535. Hercules Tires, right on our strength. Dale Jarrett took the lead at lap number 74. We are now 81 laps into this Food City 500 here at Bristol Raceway. Welcome back, everyone. MRN Radio on the air with our live coverage. Ernie Irvin, one of the quicker cars on the racetrack, having just grabbed seventh spot away from Ricky Rudd, using the low side of the track to his advantage. Dale Jarrett is the current leader after having seen Brett Bodine, Rusty Wallace, Michael Waltrip, and now Jarrett as the previous leaders in the event. Dale Jarrett's having a heck of a season this year. Here he comes off turn number four. Rusty Wallace sticks right with him. They've pulled away from Michael Waltrip. That's where the action is. There's four cars locked up there and that would be the battle for third place off turn number two. Right behind the Michael Waltrip car is Swift Brett Bodine. Then comes Dale Earnhardt riding along in fifth. Jeff Bodine in the sixth spot. It's a complete straightaway back to the seventh place car of Ernie Irvin. He rides along with Ricky Rudd in eighth. Davey Allison on the move. He'll grab a spot away from Joe Rutman who works the inside of the racetrack while Darrell Waltrip's Western Auto Chevrolet has all of a sudden begun climbing the banking rather severely here at Bristol, running back in the 15th spot, but having a tough time keeping the car to the low side of the racetrack. 85 laps are complete now with Dale Jarrett continuing to lead. Lake Speed and Terry Labonte have taken their cars behind the wall. Let's get an update from Jim Phillips. Terry, a lot of work going on on your car. What's the problem? Well, we uh, knocked the radiator back with a fan or something, I guess. That's what we're trying to get fixed. Uh, that's just too bad. Our Kellogg Chevy was running good. Uh, the traffic was kind of bad, you know, and uh, somebody got crossed up, up up there in front of us, and I ran in the back of somebody, somebody hit me. It's just one of those deals. Can you get back in the race? Yeah, since they don't have a tunnel, we're going to fix it in the race. Trouble out of turn number four. Rick Mass come flying into the corner. Car just seemed to go around backwards on him. He did a heck of a job of keeping it out of the wall. And caution is on the speedway. He couldn't get out of traffic up there. He didn't hit anything. And now he's going on around the racetrack. But a lot of evasive driving going on to keep from getting a piece of Rick Mass car. But we are under caution. And it will be the fifth one already. And we haven't even completed 100 laps. 87 are on the scoreboard. Be interesting to see which driver finally gets the vote for the Goodies Headache Award. Yesterday I was watching the media voting while I was sitting in the press box, and there were all sorts of names getting the nomination by virtue of all of the cautions here yesterday for the Bush Series race. Here we've got five cautions already and a number of drivers behind the wall rather early. So a bit later on, the media will vote $1,000 is to be given away by the folks at Goodies Manufacturing for the Goodies Headache Award here this afternoon. Mark Martin had been up toward the front of the pack a little bit earlier, and I remember he was involved in one of those accidents uh, just a little bit ago. He has now dropped back to 12th position. Dick Brooks has been down near his pit. Dick, have they said anything about the car being damaged? Well, no. Uh, Steve, Steve Meal, the uh, crew chief, is sitting here. Steve, is the car okay? Yeah, it's okay. The body's all bent up. A little bit of short truck like this, it hasn't made a lot of difference. Traffic is real tough. They don't have the second groove worked out yet. There's not a lot of passing going on. Somebody stood on the brakes and we couldn't get stopped and got run in the back and so we run in the back of somebody else. So the body is hurt, but it's not affecting how we run. We're think we'll be in good shape. Sometimes uh, damage in these cars a little bit sheet metal wise doesn't make much difference on a track like this. You're using about all the power you can use anyway and it just the aerodynamics is not that big a factor. I asked Rusty Wallace yesterday why in the world is it so difficult to save a race car here if you spin it at Bristol? No, you're right. I mean, you're just not going to spin it out and stop it, put it in gear, come back in. You're going to you're going to hit something. You're going to hit the outside or the inside. 
if you're if you're real lucky and something happens maybe dead in the center of the corner you might be able to steer it to the left lock it down and jump in the throttle and get it out of something but from the center out if something happens something goes disarray then you just you're a, you're just riding that thing and we've had several ride it right into the wall here in the early going this afternoon in the food city 500 Quick reminder that today's broadcast of the Food City 500 is brought to you under exclusive radio rights granted by the Bristol International Raceway to MRN Radio solely for the private non-commercial use of our listening audience. Any publication, reproduction, or other use of the description and accounts of this race without the express written consent of NASCAR and MRN Radio is prohibited. In case you joined our broadcast a little bit late, maybe your favorite driver is one of them that have now gone behind the wall. They're working on Terry Labonte's car. Lake Speed is behind the wall. Bobby Hillen behind the wall. Kenny Schrader out due to an accident. Bobby Hamilton parked his car with engine problems. Harry Gant was in a wreck. And Hut Strickland also is behind the wall. The machines that we're showing out uh, of the race right now. And also Bill Elliott's Budweiser Ford got tagged early in the race also. They have continued to work on the front end of that car. He has been in and out, but he is still out there running. By the way, I didn't realize this until just getting a note passed to me seconds ago, but uh, the president of NASCAR, Mr. Bill France Jr., who is seated in the booth alongside us here today, celebrating uh, a birthday today. Want to go over and sing happy birthday to the boss? I might just do that, (laughs) sing happy birthday to the boss. But uh, You'll be looking for work next week if you sing to him, I'll tell you that. This broadcast is being piped under the PA system here at Bristol. If I start singing, I think the grandstands might empty, so uh, we'll spare everybody. But uh, Bill France Jr. having a birthday here today at Bristol Raceway. Next weekend, your schedule shows nothing on the docket for the NASCAR Winston Cup Series, but MRN will be on the air next Saturday. We'll be at Hickory Motor Speedway, the Mountain Dew 300 next week weekend. We'll be on the air at 3.45 on Saturday for an unusual 4 o'clock start. So, hope you can tune in next weekend. And, of course, in two weeks, the NASCAR Winston Cup Series at the North Wilkesboro Speedway as we visit Enoch Staley and the running of the First Union 400 Sunday, April the 18th. And tickets do remain for that event. Pace car off the banking and turn number four getting ready to go back to green flag racing. Dale Jarrett still the leader. Rusty Wallace is second. Michael Walter third. Dale Earnhardt fourth. Jeff Bodine is fifth. Brett Bodine is sixth and seventh is Ernie Irvin. And the chase is on in turn number one. They're out of turn number two, and Dale Jarrett has a lap car between himself and the second-place machine. That's a machine of Sterling Marlin, who held Rusty Wallace up a little bit, and it keeps Rusty about three or four car lengths behind Dale Jarrett. Then here comes the Michael Waltrip car, Dale Earnhardt right behind him. Then Jeff Bodine and Brett Bodine trying to fight their way through traffic. They work the high side. Jeff Bodine will to the outside of Ted Musgrave. Everybody holding their spots for the moment as they work back in a turn number one. Single file, Dale Jarrett having taken over the lead at lap 74. We're now at lap 94 as he works with the single file train behind him. First side-by-side battle is some of the lead lap cars trying to get by Ted Musgrave. This is back for about the ninth position. Ernie Irvin leads the parade to the outside lane. He'll open it up for Ricky Rudd. Derek Cope right behind. Then comes Mark Martin and Davey Allison. And they begin to scramble out, string the field out a little bit after they've run about three laps under green. They're still working on Lake Speed's car down on pit road and Jim Phillips is there. Like a lot of work going on in the rear of your car. What's the problem? Seems like the rear gear broke. Just, you know, the rear gear ratio just broke out of the thing. You hope to get back in? We're going to see if we can get it fixed and try to get back out and make sure that's all wrong with it. So Lake Speed hopes to get back in the race this afternoon. And as we told you, if you were with us at the top of the show, there's not a racetrack on the circuit that's any harder on equipment than Bristol, Tennessee. It'll break things on a race car that will never break on another racetrack. It wears out shocks. It wears out sway bars, track bars, spindles, a little bit of everything on the race car. It is tough on a speedway. Uh, it's not as tough on a super speedway, I should say, as it is a short track here at Bristol, Tennessee. Here is Jeff Bodine moving underneath Michael Waltrip 
out of turn number four to move up another notch. That should put him up about fourth place as they work through turns one and two. Michael Waltrip having a hard time holding his car down. He lost the third spot to Dale Earnhardt on the last lap. Now Jeff Bodine gets by, and here comes little brother Brett going to work on Michael Waltrip. Brett tries to look to the inside, can't do it. Ernie Irvin also has the inside groove covered. He wouldn't mind grabbing seventh spot away himself, but he can't do it going through the corner. This time, they'll all go single file coming off the turn. Right behind them, another good battle side by side with a couple of Fords. Mark Martin gears it up, goes to the inside of Davey Allison. He'll pick up a spot. Brett Bodine goes door to door with Michael Waltrip. They touch a little bit coming off turn number four, touch again down in turn number one as they work out of two and head for the back shoot. Fifth spot to be decided here, and quickly it goes to Brett Bodine. Ernie Irvin gets by as well. He'll pick up sixth. Ricky Rudd to grab seventh. Michael Waltrip falls back to eighth. So Dale Jarrett is the leader. Rusty Wallace second. Dale Earnhardt now third. Jeff Bodine alone in fourth. Fifth is Brett Bodine. Sixth is Ernie Irvin. Seventh, Ricky Rudd. Michael Waltrip in eighth spot. Then the lapped car of Phil Parsons ahead of ninth place Derek Cope. And tenth now Mark Martin while the battle for the lead is a hot one and one. Rusty Wallace goes to the inside of the track. Dale Jarrett tries to pull it back down. He'll lose the spot though. The Miller Genuine Draft Pontiac back out in front and he stretches it out by a car length in turn three. The man on the move here at Bristol Raceway, Mark Martin. He picks off a couple of spots while we were away, having bypassed Michael Waltrip seconds ago to move up even closer to the front. Dale Jarrett had the lead. He yielded shortly ago to Rusty Wallace. So Wallace leads. Jarrett is second. Earnhardt third. Jeff Bodine fourth. Ernie Irvin runs in the fifth spot. Sixth now is Ricky Rudd. Brett Bodine seventh. Mark Martin up to eighth. Ninth now is Michael Waltrip, who led earlier. And Kyle Petty up to the tenth spot. Bobby Hillen back on the racetrack after lengthy repairs following the accident of earlier. He yields now some uh, 58 laps down to the race leader, but he's back on the track nevertheless. Bobby Hillen's car made about a couple of laps. Now they brought it back to pit road and are about to push it behind the pit wall apparently and work on it a little bit more. 114 laps complete here this afternoon. Rusty Wallace said yesterday this track has been a shot in the arm for him. If memory serves me right, I think he won his first Winston Cup race right here at Bristol, Tennessee a few years ago. He's always had good success. Seems to run this place real good. Right now, he's got to run a rail riding right down at the yellow line in both ends of the racetrack, Joe Moore. That's how well the car is handling. He goes in low and, and just sticks it right down there. Well, Rusty is sticking so well at the bottom side of the racetrack. Problems for some other drivers. Jeff Bodine seems to be going away. He just lost a couple of spots. Ernie Irvin went down to the inside, bypassed Bodine, opened up the lane, and that's what happens if you get stuck in that outside lane. It's hard to get back down, and Bodine lost another spot as Ricky Rudd came by and picked up a position as well. After much trying, Dale Earnhardt has gotten around the lapped car of Sterling Marlin, still running in third spot. Sterling was 15 laps down, but Earnhardt's gotten by now and has clear sailing to chase down the second place runner, Dale Jarrett. We're, we're talking about that just a moment ago. It's so strange. I've seen it at a lot of short tracks, and you have too. A car will not be running mediocre, so to speak, in the first 10 or 20 laps or whatever, hit the wall or get hit by another car, go into the pits, do a little work on the car, and come back out and run twice as good as they've been running or qualifying all weekend, the and there's a couple of cars out there doing that right now. Best one I ever remember, I think, was Terry Labonte at uh, North Wilkesboro. He was out to lunch driving uh, for Junior Johnson one day, which is unusual in its own right for uh, that to happen at Junior's home track. He hit the corner, hit the wall coming out of turn four, and then he couldn't catch him the rest of the day. It was one of the strangest things we'd seen happen. Michael Waltrip's car not handling like it was. He is another one of those that have faded back in the pack a little bit. His brother, Darrell, has uh, started at the tail end of the field back in 35th position and continues to work his way to the 
front showing in 14th spot right now. But Michael Walter just did a great piece of driving to hang on to his race car because Jimmy Spencer gave him a shot in the caboose that would have turned most race cars around and Michael Walter fought it and fought it and saved the automobile. Spencer has managed to pull away now running in 10th spot having gotten around Michael Walter but Michael by all rights there should have bought a piece of the wall and managed to save the car. Kyle Petty's also running well. He and Brett Bodine have been having a pretty good tussle back at 8th and ninth spot. Kyle still holds that position while Terry Labonte returns now. He is 55 laps down but back on the racetrack after being involved in our fourth caution of the day when he and Lake Speed tangled back on lap 67. We told you that Rusty Wallace was having a great day and I believe Dick Brooks has been down around Rusty's pits. They seem to be pretty happy. Well, I think they're uh, just kind of biding their time. It's uh, quite a while before this thing's over yet. Buddy Parrott's standing up on top of the truck, just uh, kind of giving him his time as he goes by. Buddy looks like he got about all hooked up. The car feel good? Well, we've worked real hard up here today, you know, and uh, i tell you what, we're sitting here today in Alan Quickie's pit, and I'll tell you what, Rusty really wants to win this race with Alan Quickie today. Another Virginia Grab car is running great. He just said the car's handling. said it best a few years ago when the car is really dialed in at Bristol. He said you can embarrass a lot of people and once in a while that will happen. 128 up on the scoreboard. Field getting real strung out again. We've had a fairly long segment of green flag racing here at the track right now. Rusty Wallace out of turn number two about to catch some of that traffic in three. Rusty closes in on the Joe Ruttman car. Bobby Labonte and Jeff Gordon directly ahead as he begins to work his way through the tail end of the pack. We're watching Dale Earnhardt running third trying to track down Dale Jarrett. Some pretty good battles there as Earnhardt has been working around some of that traffic and further back, Jeff Bodine slips back another position. Mark Martin got a spot underneath him and slid around to pick up what looks like would be the seventh spot now. A good run today for Ernie Irvin. Ernie being shown in the fourth spot. You know, we've talked over the years how the Morgan McClure team is based just up the road in Abington, Virginia, and how Ernie has run well here at this racetrack over the years. But remember last year, Ernie Irvin finished 24th and 28th at Bristol. Very unbecoming and unusual for that Morgan McClure team. Today, the Kodak Film Chevrolet is getting the job done running in fourth spot and closing in on the third place runner Dale Earnhardt here. 131 laps complete. 500 laps make up the distance as Rusty Wallace continues to show the way. He works around Joe Rutman putting the Fina Loop car another lap down. And only one thing you can't underestimate is consistency in this business. Rusty Wallace this year has recorded four consecutive top five finishes. He has moved from 32nd in points after that disastrous accident at Daytona in the first race of the year to where he is now tied for second place at Winston Cup points, and here he is leading again today at Bristol. I think that's why he might uh, certainly win the championship in 1993. He has learned to, to finish, to get a top 10, a top 5, whatever you can, rather than have the car on the trailer to sling it around the racetrack. He told me the other day, he said, I've learned that much, if nothing else, in this business. He said, I used to, if I couldn't win, I didn't really worry about it. I just wanted to run the car as hard as I could, but now he realizes it's like that old saying, if you can't get first, get second. If you can't get third, get 
fourth, but get something. I don't have the car sitting on the truck when the day is through. 135 laps are on the board this afternoon in the Food City 500. Everybody handling pretty good here in the early going. This race goes through about four or five stages, as it always does. There'll be one or two cars that'll set sail in the early going, maybe the first 100, 150 laps. They'll make a pit stop. A few guys will make a change, and the cars that were at the front will be back in the middle of the pack, and another group will be up there. It'll go through the same cycle about midway through it at the 300-lap mark or whatever. And then down at the end, there'll be four or five guys up there challenging for the lead. What are we showing on the lead lap right now? Still one, what, about 17, 18 cars? Exactly, 16 cars right now as they just put one more car a lap down. So 16 are on the lead lap here at Bristol Raceway in Tennessee. The Food City 500 now in its middle stages. 147 laps are complete. Rusty Wallace is the leader. He took the lead on lap 103 most recently, and he has led a total of 92 laps here today. Average speed of 89.401 miles an hour. 29 of the 35 starters are still running on the racetrack. That includes Bobby Hillen, who goes back behind the wall while Lake Speed returns to the racetrack. While you were gone, Bobby Labonte really climbed the banking in turn number two, managed to avoid any contact with the wall, and after a quick pit stop, his car is back on the track. And Davey Allison, he continues to work the low side of the racetrack, bypassing Derek Cope in a turn number two, and Jim Phillips is looking on from Davey Allison's pit. Well, you look like you're holding your own, but the engine doesn't sound like it's running up to par. avoiding him, but the rear end of the STP Pontiac shortened up as the car just broke loose on Rick Wilson all by himself, and he impacts the outside retaining wall rather significantly. Sixth time today, we are under caution at lap 153. Problems for Rick Wilson in the STP Pontiac. And he's got the car right now with the front wheels sitting up on the steep banking and the rear wheels down on the apron of the track. Actually, the rear wheels are not down on the apron of the track, and that is why he cannot move the car. Uh, probably the rear end is shoved down so far. It's actually jacked the rear wheels right up off the asphalt. We saw the wheels spinning, and he cannot move the car, so they're going to have to pick it up with a wrecker. Pit road, a busy place. All the front runners are in. Let's go down to Dick Brooks. Well, Rusty Wallace, of course, uh, late in the race was the first one in. They're going to uh, do four tires on it. They'll do four tires on all these cars. As Brett Bodine just come in. Jeff Bodine was just in front of, in front of him. Dale Earnhardt, of course, is in. Uh, Mark Martin, Ernie Irvin will be in. They're going to do four tires and gas. They? they really cranked out some stops on that uh, Rusty Wallace car last week. They blew him away this week again. That car's already on the racetrack halfway around the backstretch. Yeah, he was out. It looked like maybe a, a couple of seconds ahead of everybody else. They made some 16-second stops at Darlington last week. Jim Phillips? Davey Allison came in. They just changed the tires. They did not go underneath the hood. Kyle Petty was in for four tires. Michael Walter in for four tires. And uh, one other car in, uh, Derek Cope was in. He got four tires in gasoline. That's uh, all the cars on the lead lap on this end of the pit lane. 
Well, we talk about pit work and how important it is. Rusty Wallace makes one of those lightning fast stops and comes back out as the leader. And a couple of other cars up toward the front now, beating everyone else off pit road, will gain four or five spots simply by virtue of their pit stops. Wallace is the leader. Mark Martin is second. Kyle Petty has moved up to third. Dale Earnhardt fourth. And Ernie Irvin fifth after this round of pit stops. They're having a terrible time moving the SDP Pontiac of Rick Wilson. They finally get a record on it. All the weight was down on that sheet metal. It was bent all the way down to jack the car, the rear wheels right off the ground, but they finally get it moving. Rick Wilson, a hard lick out there. Are you all right? Oh, yeah, I'm okay. Uh, you know, the STP Pontiac, you know, we got it running pretty good. We were moving up, and uh, hey, it just went down in the corner, and it just jumped out from under me. I don't know if there ain't no excuse for it. Uh, you know, the one car was close to me, but I know he didn't touch me. Just His car got out from under me, but, you know, I'm okay. You know, in the STP Pontiac, we're running good, and uh, we're going to try to get back out, make some time, and hey, we're gaining on this thing. We're going to be a team to be reckoned with, and we were coming today, so uh, we're going to keep after Rick Wilson hopes to get back in the race this afternoon. You can see a little progress in the team in recent weeks. They've just had more than their share of bad luck. And Rick saying, I don't know what happened. The car just got away from me. And uh, he could have easily said somebody hit me or I ran over something. But uh, Bristol will do that to you sometimes. They will get away. Can't believe how many cars that have went behind the wall due to accidents. They've made repairs on them and brought them back. Hut Strickland has brought the McDonald's forward back onto the speedway. Bobby Hillen has been in and out several times. Lake Speed has gone back onto the racetrack in the Purex machine. Terry Labonte back out on the racetrack. And Rick Wilson, they, he, you heard him say they're going to try and get his car back. Pace car off the banking in turn number four, ready to get back down to business. Green flag goes in the air. Rusty Wallace, the leader, as he sets sail, will pull away from Mark Martin. A couple of car lengths. Boy, he gets gone in a hurry off turn two. Rusty gets a two-car length jump on Mark Martin. Martin, two-car lengths over third place Kyle Petty. And they're stacked up behind him. Fourth is Earnhardt. Fifth now the Jeff Gordon car off turn four. I'll tell you, Steve Meal and the boys gave Mark Martin great service on pit road, and he's going to hound away on the rear deck of Rusty Wallace now. First chance to seriously take a sniff of the lead here in the middle stages of the race. Martin tries to draw in on Wallace, going into turn number three, but again, about a two-car length separation between first and second place. Just another racetrack has been good for Mark Martin over the years. He's always liked Bristol, had some good runs here, but never had that much success as far as winning races or finishing up in the top three, but he runs it real well. He's two car lengths back of the leader in turn three. Single files ahead into the corner. Third place, Kyle Petty works on a lap car of Bobby Labonte. He'll sweep down to the inside, pick up that spot, and Earnhardt next to deal with the lap traffic. Dale will try and work to the inside of Bobby Labonte should he climb the banking, while Ernie Irvin has to go to the outside of the lap car, Sterling Marlin. Irvin riding along in the fourth spot. He'll clear the way on the outside lane to get by. Further back, Jeff Bodine works on some lap traffic. He'll clear that. Dale Jarrett is there. Rick Mast works to the outside. And Kenny Wallace almost gets turned around off turn four. Morgan Shepard trying to bypass that car. Kenny did a good job hanging on to his car as he takes it back up into turn one. Well, almost got away from it, but he's doing a good job here this afternoon. All the rookie drivers are. Leader back across the line. Mark Martin has dropped back a little bit now. He was a little bit closer a moment ago. Now he's three car lengths back of Rusty Wallace, but closing in, Kyle Petty is chasing him down. No lap traffic to deal with. Coming back to turn number three, just clear sailing as they go up to the 36-degree banking. We talked earlier about Darrell Waltrip. He's running in 10th spot right now. Still taking his time. We're not even to halfway. 500 laps makes up the distance. We're at lap 167, and D.W., the winningest driver in this racetrack's history, is still biding his time. But Ernie Irvin isn't. He's in fifth, and he wants fourth in turn four. Ernie Irvin's got her hooked up. He just drives right underneath Dale Earnhardt and moves away in a hurry. Two car lengths ahead of Dale as he swept underneath him up in turns three and four. Whatever they did on that last 
pit stop for Ernie Irvin. They've got that car working great. He's back in three. Irvin holds the spot now, picks up a couple of car lengths on the Dale Earnhardt car. Further back, Ricky Rudd works around the Sterling Marlin car, and a good battle right behind them. It's Dale Jarrett and Jeff Bodine. Here comes Derek Cope. He'll try and grab a position away. 11th spot from Brett Bodine. Brett shuts the door on him in turn number one. They'll hold single file. That's the way they'll come off turn number two and hit this back straight away. Darrell Walter looks underneath his younger brother, Michael Walter, trying to get a move there. Michael slams the door on him, so that battle as well stays single file. You never can tell about Darrell Walter, particularly here, North Wilkesboro and Martinsville, three of the short tracks. He goes underneath his brother off turn number two, and Darrell Walter will advance one more spot, and Michael also loses another position to Brett Bodine in turn three. Bodine takes the Quaker State four down to the inside of the track as Michael struggles to get back down to the lower lane. Here comes Derek Cope also to pull up alongside the Pennzoil Pontiac. Jimmy Spencer will try and take advantage also as Michael Walter clears the banking even more. Once the parade gets by, finally Michael Walter falls back in line and settles in as they go to turn three. Kyle Petty was chasing down the front two of Rusty Wallace and Mark Martin a moment ago. He picks up maybe a couple more car links on those two. There is a mini lapped car between them, and that will be the 27 machine of Hut Strickland the McDonald's Ford. He is back on the racetrack after losing a great deal of laps, but they're just trying to get as many Winston Cup points and come away with some kind of a finish here this afternoon. Meanwhile, Rusty Wallace already, after going back to green here just a few minutes ago, is beginning to catch the tail end of the field. Some of those damaged cars that are out there running. There's going to be a big pack of traffic ahead in about three more laps, Joe Moore. About a dozen cars directly ahead, Barney, and some of those are running side-by-side. Side. The most damaged of those, Terry Labonte, Lake Speed holding the inside lane, and the faster cars running to the outside lane will present a problem here in a couple of laps for Rusty Wallace. 174 laps on the board, if you're just joining us. We have had six caution flags today. If you're curious as to where the names of Harry Gant and Ken Schrader are, they are among the retirees here in the early stages of the event. Gant going out with an accident. Kenny Schrader likewise while Bobby Hamilton was put to the garage with engine failure and Rick Wilson had an accident moments ago to put his car out of the event. Otherwise, everybody else who started is still out there running in a dandy battle again for third in turn three. Coming down to the inside of the racetrack, trying to pick up the spot. Earnhardt will advance. Also, Rick Mass will pick up a spot here as he gets by the Jeff Bodine car. That happened about a lap ago. Mass took Darrell Waltrip and Brent Bodine with him, and now it's Darrell Waltrip bearing down on Rick Mast in turn one. Darrell Waltrip continues to just advance very slowly. As we said, you never can tell about Walter. He's so patient that he'll wait until the last half of the race or even the last 100 laps. As long as he can stay on the lead lap, he's always a contender to win, particularly on some of the short tracks. The car that is on the move is Ernie Irvin. He just moved around Kyle Petty a moment ago. He is now up to third place, and he sets his sights on Rusty Wallace and Mark Martin, who are directly ahead, just about a straightaway in front. Let's go to pit road. You make a good team. if the car is not doing what it needs to do in the early going, is to just kind of wait. Here's a battle for the lead. Rusty Wallace comes off turn number four and diving underneath him. Mark Martin grabs it. Mark just bided his time. Couldn't really tell if Rusty's got a problem or not. He Nope, he's staying right up there with Mark Martin over in turn three. Barney, Rusty's car has been getting a little bit squirrely coming off turn two. We've noticed a couple of times there, and I think the problem here is that Rusty just sees that he's not holding on. May as well just go ahead and let Mark go 
for now. So Mark gets by, picks up a couple of car links. Rusty does his best to hang on. Once again, the back end of the car just gently breaks loose as he comes off turn number two. Here at Bristol Raceway, Mark Martin showing the way in the Food City 500. 192 laps are complete while Mark's at the head of the field. Harry Gant at the tail end of the field. 166 laps down, but he is back running after the accident that put him on the uh, jack stands back at lap number 27. Harry Gant has now returned to pick up whatever points he can, running 166 laps down. So that will leave us, even with all the damaged cars that have made repairs, I believe there's only three cars now still behind the wall. Bobby Hamilton, Kenny Schrader, and Rick Wilson, and a couple of those are being worked on. They're still looking at Schrader's car and Rick Wilson's car to see if possibly they can come back out and complete a few more laps. 194 on the board, six laps away from the 200 mark here at Bristol, Tennessee this afternoon. Mark Martin really got it all hooked up. He got the hood caved in a little bit on the car there earlier this afternoon, but for the most part, after they made a couple of pit stops and made a couple of adjustments, Mark has gotten stronger and stronger. Rusty Wallace, who led a great deal of this race, has now fallen back to second. He's still within striking distance, maybe 10 car lengths back. Let's go to the pits. Well, I talked to uh, Buddy Parrott, crew chief for uh, Rusty Wallace. But there's no problem with the car. It's just a little bit loose. Long race. They've got nothing to worry about. They'll get it hooked up. Donnie Wingo, the crew chief for uh, uh, for the 15 car, is here. Donnie, you guys, you guys' car keeps slipping back a little bit. What, you got a problem? Yeah, I've that first caution car running pretty good, and it felt a little bit of a mess. Bud Moore's Motorcraft Ford runs extremely well on all these short tracks, but they're having a little problem here this afternoon. Hopefully they can get it worked out. Kyle Petty continues to get around this racetrack. He and Dale Earnhardt have been going at it, and I believe Jim Phillips is down in Kyle's pit. Yes, we are. The Robin Pimmons is up on the wall. So far, so good. You're hanging up there in the top five. Yeah, we had uh, Dodge a couple bullets earlier. is just 
Prescott by Brett Bodine, who led earlier today for the very first time all year, has now backpedaled into 12th position, having lost two positions on this last lap. So things not going all that well. If you are just joining us, Ernie Irvin's the man on the move at the last moment or so, as he'll bypass Rusty Wallace, and they've got that car dialed in. Well, that's a brand-new race car, and Tony Glover told me the other day, the crew chief on the car, that we feel like this is the best shot we might have had to win a race here in a long, long time. A lot of teams will tell you that we bring a race car that we don't mind uh, getting bent up a little bit at Bristol because a lot of times we see accidents that uh, kind of wrinkle up race cars. They won't bring what they call a bad race car, but they'll bring a race car that probably has got some age on it, and if it does get wrinkled up, they don't get that upset about it. And the theory for some of the crew chiefs is that's the kind of car we bring, but for a lot of the top teams, they say, hey, man, trouble in turn number three. Dale into Jarrett. the wall goes Dale Jarrett right in front of Joe Moore. Interstate battery Chevrolet just kind of broke loose as it came into the turn, Barney. Similar thing that happened to Rick Wilson a little while ago. He hit with the rear end, did a lot of damage to the back end of the car, and right now the car sits up against an outside wall as the rest of the traffic sweeps by on the lower groove and forward. There are several cars that we have seen go into that corner and all by themselves, just the rear end kick out from under them. Rick Wilson was, that happened to him just a little bit ago. Now it happens to Dale Jarrett as he slammed it in there pretty hard, tail end first. He is still sitting up against the outside concrete wall waiting for the traffic to clear and he'll bring it down on the apron of the racetrack but caution is on the speedway. He was running sixth at the time of the incident. Again, we had told you earlier, every time we got green flag running, Jarrett comes battling back to the top five, to the top three. Then caution would come out and he's pitting on the back stretch, and he would have to go all the way back to 12th or 15th spot. Same thing again. He'd worked his way up to sixth, but unfortunately this time when the caution came out, it was due to a problem with his car. 211 laps are on the scoreboard and Dale Jarrett, who just hit the wall up there, apparently had a little help. He is walking out into the middle of the racetrack. Oh, and he threw his helmet, his Kansas City Chiefs helmet. He threw it and hit the car of Bobby Hillen Jr. as he came by. So one can only assume that he feels that Hillen was the man responsible for the spin. Dale Jarrett, who always wears a different headgear from a National Football League team, has the Kansas City Chiefs headgear today, and he threw a strike right into the side of the number 90 machine as it came by on the back straightaway. And needless to say, he is a rather upset man, Dale Jarrett, at the moment. He was running sixth at the time of the accident. Now, you got to remember, these guys are human, just like you and I, and you get frustrated out driving in the interstate traffic and whatever else, except sometimes they get bumped or run together or whatever, so the frustration is there, but uh, Dale Jarrett pretty upset for the moment. It takes a lot to get him rattled. 212 laps are on the board. During the sequence of caution flag pit stops, Mark Martin, having made a stop moments ago, Rusty Wallace now is the race leader. He reassumed the lead at lap 212. Dale Jarrett now spending some moments chatting with Jim Phillips. Jim? Dale, a tough lick out there. What happened? One of the idiots out here. You know, we had a great race car pitting on the back stretch and running fast. Lapping a car that's been in a wreck already. What's he do? Drive down in the corner and run into the side of me. You know, it ain't even right. I don't... So he walks away to look at his race car, which has the back clip of it. What I mean with the back clip is uh, around the rear end housing is bent completely to the ground. It's going to be a long stay on the pit lane for Dale Jarrett as he tries to regain his composure. And, of course, he dejectedly while ago threw his helmet at one of the cars that came by. And as we said, you got to remember these guys are human just like you and I and everybody else. They lose their temper. Their frustration is there. And when you have a race car that's running as good as his was, kind of like Kyle down at Daytona for the season 
opener the Daytona 500 when they got together down there, and uh, it'll it'll all work out. It always does. The guys talk about it and discuss what happened, and they become friends again. But for the moment, it's sometimes hard to handle. Yeah, like you said, he's human like you and I, maybe not like Dick Brooks. Well, yeah, I think you're right. I've uh, thrown a few things before. I tell you how much are more expensive and do less damage than jack handles. So I think uh, jack handles is probably their preference for uh, doing damage. I think in a, in, in a rage. Rusty Wallace and them, you talk about some pit stops. They came in from considerably back in second place, and they pushed him out again a second and a half of everybody else on the field. But those boys really got it together. Brett Bodine, we talked a little bit earlier, having a little trouble keeping up. They changed some weight or a spring rubber in the right rear of the car, so uh, trying to get it to handle just a little bit better. Uh, Jeff Bodine was in. They, they uh, had the hood up on his car trying to find out what the thing's missing some, and uh, it's just not running too good. Bud Moore's down riding his cows today. He didn't show up. He's got some cows down there look like giraffes. Got to get a ladder to get up on them. He rides them around all the time, and I guess that's what he's doing now, listening to us on the radio. 215 laps on the board. Green flag goes back in the air. Rusty Wallace underway to turn number one as the leader. Right behind him, Ernie Irvin. Right behind Ernie Irvin is Mark Martin, and the chase is on out of turn two. Irvin puts the pressure on Rusty Wallace off the corner, trying to get down on the inside. Couldn't quite make the move, but he's right up on the bumper off turn four. Ernie Irvin has not led here today. He'd like to do so, though. Coming out of turn number four, he peeks to the inside of Rusty Wallace. No good here this time by. And Wallace goes away up the bank. He actually gives Irvin plenty of racing room. If he could stick it down there, can't quite make the move, but again, Ernie Irvin just enters off the deck of the miller Gingerman draft Pontiac. Ernie Irvin going to try to get the lead to lead some laps here. Right now, he's got fresh rubber on the car and a full tank of Unical fuel and the car is probably handling as good as it has all day as he really works on Wallace, but Rusty gets away by two car lengths this time in the back stretch. And now it becomes a three-way battle for the lead. Mark Martin has broken free of some of that traffic and Dale Earnhardt picks up a spot as he gets by the Kyle Petty car. He'll grab fourth spot, Earnhardt will. He's got about a dozen to fifteen car lengths between himself and the third place running Mark Martin. Three cars running nose to tail up into turn number three is the fourth place car. Now just enters turn three. It's Earnhardt. He's picked up two car lengths now over Kyle Petty. Further back, the Ricky Rudd car. He's buried behind two lapped cars. A couple of other machines that are caught back in the pack. Daryl Walter trying to keep from getting bumped. Not a whole lot of marks on Daryl's car. He is in eighth position as he is very protective of that machine. He wants to have all that race car left toward the end and be on the lead lap if he's going to have a shot to win this thing. Meanwhile, the front three stay together. Earnhardt's kind of all by himself. Kyle Petty's fallen back some four car lengths on him. That would be the scramble for fourth place. Here they come off turn number two, single file. We're watching Ricky Rudd back in the fifth, sixth position. He's working some of the lap traffic, getting by Wally Dallin back. Now going to the outside of Phil Parsons up in turn number four. Ricky's had numerous top fives here at Bristol, but he is one of those who has never won here at this high bank short track in East Tennessee. 222 laps on the board of 500. We're within shouting distance of halfway here in the Food City 500. Rusty Wallace leads. Ernie Irvin is second. Mark Martin third. Earnhardt fourth. Kyle Petty fifth. Sixth now is Ricky Rudd. Daryl Waltrip seventh. Derek Cope is eighth. Ninth is Michael Waltrip. Tenth, Jimmy Spencer. Morgan Shepard eleventh. Davey Allison twelfth. 13th is Jeff Bodine. 14th spot belongs to Brett Bodine. Those 14 cars on the lead lap here at lap 224 with the leaders on the back stretch. Single file once again. It's Rusty Wallace still about the same margin. Two car lengths over Ernie Irvin and a car length and a half back to Mark Martin running third. Ernie Irvin ran about as hard as you can run a race car. The first four laps when they put him back under green trying to get around Rusty and take over the lead but for the moment he apparently is just willing to settle in, stay exactly where he is because
because the front three have put just about a straightaway on Dale Earnhardt and Kyle Petty. Ricky Rudd, meanwhile, is coming a little closer to the front. He is back there in sixth position, running down Kyle Petty and Dale Earnhardt here in the front straightaway. Meanwhile, the front three go out of turn two. Again, by the straightaway separating the front three from the second pack of traffic, which is the fourth and fifth place cars of Earnhardt and Kyle Petty. Ricky Rudd comes along about a half a straightaway behind them. Then the seventh running car of Daryl Waltrip. He's still working some of the lap traffic along with Derek Cope. And you got to give Derek Cope a great call here today. Cale Yarbrough and that Bojangles chicken team, they have had that car really set up awfully well. This is a racetrack not unlike some of those that Derek Cope has driven in the past, although some on the West Coast not quite as high banked. He is familiar with tracks like these, also some throughout the Midwest. Good battle between Kyle Petty and Dale Earnhardt again for fourth. Here they come off the corner, and Kyle Petty will sweep down on the inside to pick up the fourth position. Earnhardt falls in line behind him up in turn three. Dale's car has been kind of hot and cold here this afternoon. It'll run extremely well for a while, then it'll run off the pace just a little bit, then it'll come right back and head up toward the front. But he and Kyle have got the best race on the speedway right now. They're back in turn three. Kyle holds him off. Earnhardt is not letting him get away, though. Earnhardt already looking to the outside as it came off turn two. He stays right up on the rear deck of Kyle off four. This battle is about a full straightaway behind first, second, and third place, but it's what everybody's watching now in turn two. Two cars come off turn two, nose to tail. Earnhardt sneaks a peek down to the inside, tries to pull up alongside, and now will go down to the inside of Kyle Petty. Earnhardt picks up the spot. That's fourth. And Kyle went off in the corner maybe a little bit harder than he wanted to, and he had to kind of come out of the throttle, let the car drift up a little bit, and that's all the opening that Dale Earnhardt needed, and he will move up one position. Bristol Raceway in Tennessee just filled to capacity as it always is. Every time they add another 10 or 15,000 seats, there are 25,000 folks who want to buy the tickets. That was the case again here with a brand new grandstand ringing turns one and two in time for the Food City 500 here at Bristol Raceway this afternoon. Of course, next on the Winston Cup schedule, North Wilkesboro, North Carolina in a couple of weeks. Then on to Martinsville Speedway in Virginia. North Wilkesboro, the first Union 400 coming up on Sunday, April the 18th of the ticket office is open there right now and of course we'll have our broadcast for you on Sunday, April the 18th from North Wilkesboro, about what, seven, eight, nine miles from your home, Martin, uh, having everybody over again for uh, a big yeah. party like you always do? Yeah, if you got $10, you're invited to come down <laughs> and uh, have a meal. Now we're looking forward to getting back down to North Wilkesboro, that's a beautiful speedway over in the mountainous country of North Carolina, Enix Staley's put in a lot of new seats up there over the last few years, they built that brand new garage, and we've, the last two or three times we've been there, man, we've had some terrific races. We really have, and the improvements are fans, competitors, media, everybody. Really nice to see. That's coming up in a couple of weeks' time on Sunday, April the 18th. Also coming up in the month of April, April 25th, the Haynes 500 at the Martinsville Speedway in Virginia. Joe Montana, the San Francisco 49ers quarterback, is going to be the grand marshal for that one. May the 2nd, the Winston 500 at Talladega Super Speedway in Alabama. May 16th, early this year, our visit to Sears Point Raceway in Sonoma, California. May 22nd, the Winston NASCAR's all-star race under the lights of the Charlotte Motor Speedway. May 22nd, that is the Winston. May 30th, the Coca-Cola 600 at Charlotte. In the month of June, we'll be at Dover Downs. June 6th, the Budweiser 500. Then in Pocono, Pennsylvania, for the Champions Park Club 500, June the 13th. And June 20th, our first visit of the year to the Irish Hills of Michigan for Michigan International Speedway's Miller 400. And don't forget, next weekend, even though the Winston Cup fellas take the weekend off, many of the Winston Cup drivers will be joining all of the Bush Series regulars at the Hickory Motor Speedway will be there for the Mountain Dew 300 next Saturday, a 3.45 Eastern Time broadcast. It's a 4 o'clock start, so hope you can join us 3.45 Eastern next Saturday at Hickory Motor Speedway. And that's going to be another great short track show over there at Hickory Speedway uh, next weekend. 248 
collapsed a couple of laps away from the halfway point in the Food City 500 here. And right now the leader is about to catch the tail end of the field one more time. He's going to have to thread his way through traffic. The leader being Rusty Wallace. A little door-to-door battle going on between Rick Mast and Brett Bodine directly ahead of him. Rusty has to get out of the throttle for just a minute. That's going to allow Mark Martin to close in on him even more out of turn two. Luckily, Rick Mast got by Brett Bodine, opening up the lane for Rusty Wallace. Now he slides by, picks up that spot, and now gets by the Rick Mast car. Here comes Mark Martin, though. He closes into within two car lengths of the leader. And the signal halfway through this Food City 500 as Doyle Ford crosses the flags atop the flag stamp. So halfway home, Rusty Wallace has been the dominant leader here today. Rusty took the lead most recently in lap number 212, but he has led three times for 166 of the 250 laps that we have run. Nine lead changes among seven drivers with 13 cars currently on the lead lap. We have an average speed of 88.889 miles an hour. Seven caution periods for a total of 36 laps in the garage area for the day. Bobby Hillman finally parking his Heilig Myers Ford. Dale Jarrett involved in that same accident is in the garage area. Ken Schrader and Bobby Hamilton, the only four retirees for the day. Brett Bodine led this event early. He led the first four laps of the day. Then Rusty Wallace led for the first of his three times, followed by Michael Waltrip, who led for some 20 laps. Dale Jarrett for some 25 laps. Then Rusty Wallace again. Mark Martin took the lead for some 30 laps before pitting and giving the lead to Davey Allison. Davey led for one lap during the sequencing of pit stops before Rusty Wallace took the lead on lap 212 and has retained it to this point. Lap 254 here at Bristol Raceway in Tennessee. Rusty Wallace continues to thread his way through some of the lapped automobiles. Mark Martin hangs right with him. And a couple of times, Mark has put a fender down inside of Rusty's car coming out of turn number four, but that's about all he can do wherever he picks his place to pass right now. Joe Moore, he's got to make sure that he's got room to complete the run if he takes a shot at him with all that lap traffic ahead. Yeah, he's got to be looking ahead, Boyner, to see what's up there because there are a lot of these lap cars that are working their way through, and a lot of them are continually working side by side, so that could present a problem. Right now, there are about five or six car lengths behind the next pack of traffic they'll have to deal with. Mark is shadowing the tire tracks of Rusty Wallace, staying right on him once again as they go to turn three. One man we can't overlook here is Ernie Irvin. He is now just one and six-tenths seconds behind the lead duo, and while Wallace and Martin have been working traffic and worrying about themselves, Ernie has gone to a bit of a closer spot in turn, or at least in position number three. Here's Martin going for the lead. Mark Martin drives underneath. Rusty Wallace going into turn number three. Wallace's car kicked up a little bit, and Mark has got it. He just bided his time, rode right behind Rusty a little bit, and now Mark Martin goes back out in the front, but he's got the same problem Rusty had a moment ago with all that traffic directly ahead. About a half dozen cars, some of those racing side-by-side directly ahead. Morgan Shepard, Davey Allison, Dick Trickle down on the inside, the Ted Musgrave car, and Jeff Bodine all directly ahead as the leaders take it up into turn number one. They'll encounter Jeff Bodine and Dick Trickle, who are side-by-side first. Here's Bodine advancing in the outside line. Mark Martin will go to the outside of Dick Trickle and flash by him. Jeff Bodine, the last car on the lead lap, currently running in the 13th spot. He's going to try and gamely stay on that lead lap as best he can because his car has run well at times today. But Mark Martin is there, about two car lengths behind Jeff Bodine. Here they come down the back straight away, closes the gap to a car length and a half. Bodine being held up now by the lapped car of Ted Musgrave. Ted Musgrave has had all kinds of handling problems with his car here today. Directly ahead of Ted is Davey Allison and Morgan Shepard would be a couple of... Trouble in turn number one. Ernie Irvin goes into the corner, around goes the car. He was riding third and bangs the outside wall. Down on the apron of the racetrack, it bounced that car all the way across the speedway. He will be able to move on around the racetrack, caution 
position is on the racetrack. But Ernie Irvin went off into the corner, couldn't see at the moment if he had any help in getting turned around, but he went into the wall pretty hard. Most of the damage appears to be to the rear of the car. This has gone behind the wall as they're working on it. Dick Brooks is looking on. Well, we are. We haven't really got to him yet when he came in. The front brake was on fire, so they're uh, putting out the fire there. They've got an oil problem under there. Got to leak a little bit of oil. Uh, there's water running out the back. Got the catch tank. The uh, left rear quarter panel is in against the tire. The right re- right front fender and the left front fender's been up, so uh, it'll take just a minute. Maybe he'll, uh, let's see. Let's see what he says. What happened out there, Ernie? Well, you know, the car's running really good, and um, um, just, you know, lap, there's so many lap cars out there that really should be in the pits with the way this racetrack is, and um, we just got kind of run into. Okay, that's kind of politely. Tony Glover said he got run over, so I guess they think that they got run over, and they probably did. And we had the same situation here yesterday in the Bush Grand National Race. A lot of tempers flare in that one guy saying we got hit, we got tagged, we got knocked into the wall. And a lot of people predicted we'd see the same kind of a race here today where there might be some pushing and shoving and uh, some guys getting into each other. But this racetrack is so hard to run on, so tight. Uh, if you slip just a little bit, you're going to bump into somebody if they're anywhere near you. We've had just about all the front runners on pit road. Rusty Wallace was in, Dale Earnhardt was in, Mark. Mark Martin, Morgan Shepard in, Ricky Rudd, Kyle Petty made a pit stop, Davey Allison, along with all the other front cars. And we'll talk about those stops in a minute. From the Bristol International Raceway, this is MRN Radio. Whatever you drive, wherever you go, Hercules Tires will get you there. Whether you're running on dirt or running a job. Our dependable, high-quality tires are the perfect fit for your needs. For unmatched value, selection, and warranty with industry-leading road hazard protection, there's only one choice, Hercules Tires. To learn more, visit HerculesTire.com or call 800-677-9535. Hercules Tires, right on our strength. Here at Bristol Raceway in Tennessee, working the waning moments of the eighth caution period of the day. Ernie Irvin's Kodak film Chevrolet still behind the wall, and the crew pouring all over that car to try and get it back into racing trim. We have Rusty Wallace leading. Dale Earnhardt is second as we get set to go back to green. Mark Martin third. Kyle Petty is fourth. Ricky Rudd fifth. Derek Cope sixth. Seventh is Davey Allison. Then Darrell Waltrip, Morgan Shepard, Michael Waltrip, and Jimmy Spencer along with Jeff Bodine. Those are the cars on the lead lap as we get set to go back to green at lap 268. Pace car pulling off the banking in turn number four. Rusty Wallace has been at the front of the pack most of the afternoon except a few laps that Mark Martin has been up there. Let's see what they can do right now. Earnhardt has a shot to go at him. Good start. Wallace gets on the throttle so quick the car spun sideways coming off turn number four. Doesn't slip all that much though. He and Dale Earnhardt break out of traffic and they're heading for turn three. Earnhardt drives into turn one looking to the outside but off turn two he looks down to the inside of Rusty. Rusty holds him off but Earnhardt is there right up on the rear deck. Rusty Wallace holding the lead right now. Earnhardt trying to peek inside and low. Couldn't do it. Same thing in turn two. Earnhardt following the tire tracks of Rusty Wallace. They clear the lap traffic. Brett Bodine separates them from third place Mark Martin as they hit turn three. And Kyle Petty is back and forth. Ricky Rudd is fifth right now. Six is Michael Waltrip as they work out of turn number four. Field strings out in a hurry. Quickly, let's check in with Jim Phillips. We're down in the Kale Yarborough pit of Garrett Cope. They're having a great run today up to eighth place on that last stop. Bob Johnson having a great run today. Things are looking pretty good here at the present moment. If we keep it up, it'll be good. You had to adjust on the car you need all. Have you had to adjust on the car you need all today? Just a little bit. We're a little tight. We have trouble on the racetrack. 
one car going high in turn number one. That's Sterling Marlin. Remember, Sterling was running way behind. He was some 15 laps in arrears. Everything seems to be clear at lap uh, number 273. So we're going to continue under Grange. Sterling was running in 24th position as he climbed the banking. A lot of damage apparently to the rear of the car as it smokes rather severely. The uh, Raybestos machine goes directly behind the wall with heavy suspension damage, if nothing else. I think he might have got a good piece of the wall down in turn number one. They've taken the car behind the wall about a third time this afternoon to work on it. Let's go to the pits. Barney actually got hit coming off the fourth turn, hit the wall just about the flag stand, turned to the right, scooted down a little bit, gathered it all back up. And that's about the time you guys got to where you've seen it. But he hit way back about a flag stand. And not a good day for Sterling Marlin here. The car was running excellent in the early going, but boy, he's had more than his share of problems at this juncture of the race. 276 laps are complete this afternoon as they continue to wind around here. Earnhardt and Mark Martin get at it in turn two. Battle for the second spot going on here. They're side by side as they enter turn three. Earnhardt's low. Martin goes high. Brett Bodine, a lapped car there as well. We have Caution is slamming the wall as Bobby Labonte. He tags the wall, exiting turn two. The lead car had already bypassed the start-finish line, so he has not gotten the Caution flag. Rusty Wallace now realizes that. He'll step on the gas again. Brett Bodine tried to sneak by, and he may try and do it again, but he and Rusty Wallace get together. In Brett Bodine's effort to get his lap back, he'll spin across the start-finish line, but not in time to get his lap back. He gave it the shot as he and Wallace came together. The confusion there was Rusty Wallace's car. He might have thought he had gotten the caution flag, but actually he was heading towards turn one when the caution came out. Mark Martin thought about making a move to buy pass him for the lead when Rusty slowed. Then Rusty realized what had happened. I'm sure he got word from the crew on the radio to pick it up and that's when Brett Bodine came along trying to get his lap back and spun as he contacted Rusty Wallace just shy of the start finish line. Well I'll tell you one thing when you come to Bristol to the raceway up here there's never any shortage of things going on on this racetrack that's for sure. We're back into green flag racing here at Bristol Raceway in Tennessee lap 283 of 500. Rusty Wallace is the leader Mark Martin a car length back. And then Dale Earnhardt, another couple of car links back in the third spot. Fourth place is Kyle Petty. He's behind the lap car of Rick Mast. Working out of that traffic, back in the pack. Great run today for Derek Cope's automobile. He had moved up another position just a moment ago as he tries to chase down the leaders also out of turn number two. Mark Martin keeps the heat on the leader in three. About a car length behind Rusty Wallace, staying right with him as he exits turn four. Off the corner they come, still right at each other's tire tracks. Dale Earnhardt now some three or four car lengths further back. Still working at this point with a total of 12 cars on the lead lap. Jeff Bodine, the last one. And here comes a car breaking loose. Ted Musgrave, Brett Bodine, Michael Waltrip, they all spin. Spencer avoids, but how about Jeff Bodine T-boning his brother? Nothing he could do about it as Brett Bodine was spinning on the low side of the racetrack, came up into traffic, and here came Jeff Bodine with a slight touch in the driver's door. Both Bodines continued away. As a matter of fact, everybody continues away now as Musgrave and Brett Bodine, the first two to spin, bringing out the caution for the tenth time at lap number 286. 
I'll tell you, they are giving those walls a workout here at Bristol, Tennessee this afternoon. And that started just coming out of turn number four. Ted Musgrave and a couple of other cars kind of banged and, uh, and scraped a little bit at the start-finish line. Musgrave got sideways, fought the car all the way to turn one. It finally turned around. He went up and hit the wall, bounced right down into traffic. And as you said a moment ago, it collected both the Bodine brothers. But everybody apparently will be able to continue. Here's Jeff bringing the motorcraft car onto pit road. And the front end is caved in badly on Bud Moore's motorcraft Ford. And they have had uh, a few problems here today. Now they've got another one. Brett is also bringing in the Quaker State car. Let's go to the pits. Well, the cars are badly bent, but the wheels are running straight under both of them, uh, running free. The sheet metal just tore up on both cars. We'll see what happens when they get all the sheet metal cut away and start all over again. And that's about all they can do. There's about six or eight cars out there with anything from the whole front end of the car. The sheet metal ripped away and out there trying to run as uh, they're just going back behind the wall. Here is Jeff Bodine spinning the car. You can tell, boy, he is... Uh, kind of warm under the collar, so to speak, as he zips it around behind the wall. They'll try to work on it as they continue to work on Brett's automobile also. 288 laps are on the board. Let's go back to the pits. Marty, one thing they're going to have to do on Jeff Bodine's car is try to, uh, they're going to have to fix the radiator in the front end on it. It's got, uh, he, he got damaged the radiator, so uh, he's going to have to have some repair there. Brett Bodine's car is probably not all that bad. Jeff's sitting in the car. Let's see if he'll talk. Just hold a minute. And Jeff Bodine is third in points, Barney. That's another reason I'm sure he hates to go behind the wall at this point. Jim Phillips is on the back pit checking on a story there. Uh, yes, we are, Eli. Ted Musgrave, is, uh, he's come in the pits. Uh, his car shortened up about uh, two feet on the left rear. Uh, he is able to continue on. They're going to continue to work on the car. Bobby Labonte's been in. They put the string on his car. Uh, he's just leaves the pit area in good shape uh, after that accident. And now Wally Dallenbach is in on the pit area. We had some kind of report that Bobby Labonte maybe was going to get out of the back of the house for it. That is not the case. He is going to stay in. Jeff Bodine sitting in the car here. Jeff? Seems like it's hard to miss them all, but what happened? Yeah, I've been missing a bunch out there, Dick. Uh, ah, minor malfunction. They just got off cross up in that corner. This track's so small, you know, narrow, you can't hardly avoid anything, but it smashed the radiator. We're going to fix it and go back out. But, you know, heck, this is just a minor, minor little problem here. Uh, you know, we've got a lot more serious things that we're thinking about this weekend. Uh, we're, you know, our prayers are going out to Alan Quickie's family and all those other fellows' family that... Uh, we're in that plane crash. Uh, what we, what little problem we got here is nothing compared to all that's happened. So uh, we'll fix this thing, get back out, and try to try to get some points. We're up there pretty good in the points, and we want to stay there. Well, he's pretty calm about it. He's, uh, but he's right. They, there was a lot of mixing up going on in front of him. Ted Musgrave got clipped and turned both ways, and uh, done a good job holding it until he got up in the turn and he finally slid down the racetrack. So one of those racing accidents on the small racetrack. One lap to go, and we will be going back to green. We have seen a number of those uh, racing accidents today. Ten caution flags thus far. That's the same number we had in both races here at Bristol last year for the Winston Cup Series. Don't forget, later today, we'll find out which crew chief gets the nod as the Western Auto Mechanic of the race, and these fellows all working themselves to the bone today. Andy Petrie, who's the crew chief for Dale Earnhardt, currently leads that category. Each winning crew chief gets the $1,000 award, as voted by the uh, judges here on each race day. And then at the end of the year, a big $25,000 award to be paid. So that coming up later today, the Western Auto Mechanic of the Race Award, Andy Petrie, currently leads by 49 points in the battle for that season-ending $25,000. Pace car down off the banking in turn four, waiting for the green flag. It's in the air. Rusty Wallace, the leader, takes off. Mark Martin goes with him. 
Dale Earnhardt is still third. Kyle Petty is fourth. Derek Cope rides fifth, and the scramble is on to catch Rusty Wallace out of turn two. Trying to get around that lap traffic. That's the case for Mark Martin and Dale Earnhardt. They'll flash by the lap car of Rick Mast, and now draw in on the leader, Rusty Wallace. Here they come out of turn number four. Everybody holding their position until they sort out through traffic. Kyle Petty and Cope take the high line through one and two. That's the fourth and fifth place cars trying to get by that lap traffic once again. They'll fall in line the outside lane, clear the Rick Mast car. Looking further back in six, Ricky Rudd also will deal with that car, along with the Kenny Wallace machine directly ahead of him. Davey Allison has even more traffic. He's back in the eighth spot. He'll close in on the Jeff Gordon car as the leaders now catch some more traffic in turn three. They move around the lap machine of Ted Musgrave, who hit the wall down there in turn one just a moment ago. Rusty Wallace gets around him with no problem. Mark Martin will get around him with no problem. You kind of have to feel for some of those guys that have had to start back anywhere from seventh on back all day long on these restarts and having to sort themselves out of some of the lap traffic along with other cars that are racing with them for a position. Morgan Shepard's had to do that about all day. Darrell Waltrip also. And Davey Allison seems to have been right back in that heavy traffic all day long. They work back into turns one and two. Meanwhile, Rusty Wallace is all the way up into three. He stretched it out by five car lengths over Mark Martin. Martin by about five car lengths over Earnhardt. Another five back to Kyle Petty, who's still clearing traffic. Derek Culp then holds down the fifth spot. Sixth here belongs to Ricky Rudd, who is ahead of Davey Allison, running seventh by about six car lengths. We'll get an update from Davey's pit here in a moment or so. We had heard earlier that he had had the beginnings of what they feared might have been an engine problem, and if that's the case, they're doing awfully well running down on a cylinder or something. We'll get an update there in a second. Ten cars remain on the lead lap with 197 laps to go. Rusty Wallace has led 209 of the 303 laps today. Average speed. 84.863 miles an hour. 28 of the 35 starters are still running. We have had 12 lead changes among eight drivers, and right now, 10 cars are on the lead lap. Wallace, Mark Martin, then Earnhardt, Kyle Petty, and Jack, excuse me, Derek Culp running in fifth. Sixth spot now is Ricky Rudd, ahead of seventh, Davey Allison, Darrell Waltrip is eighth, ninth is Jimmy Spencer, and tenth, Morgan Shepard. If you're curious as to how Ernie Irvin is doing, repairs continuing behind the wall on the Kodak film Chevrolet. He was involved in an accident back on lap 262 and has had him back behind the wall for repairs ever since then. Rusty Wallace continues to move away from everyone. He's pulled away from the second place car, Mark Martin, right now by about three quarters of a second, and he is two and a half seconds ahead of Dale Earnhardt, the third place car. So Wallace has not missed a beat all day, so to speak, and his machine has been hooked up from from the get-go this afternoon, and he's slicing through some of that lap traffic, taking them high, taking them low. Doesn't seem to matter, Joe Moore. Went down to the inside of Hutch Strickland to clear the McDonald's car, now to the outside of the Napa Pontiac of Jimmy Means. He's got a heavy pack of traffic. Trouble in turn two. It is Bill Elliott spinning around of the Budweiser Ford, directly in front of Bobby Labonte and Lake Speed. He'll roll back down the bank and come to rest at the entrance of the back pit area. That is the 11th caution of the day. It comes out at lap 308 as Bill Elliott's car went around and slapped the wall over there. They'd had some problems earlier today and was nursing an ailing race car, trying to repair some sheet metal on the front of it. And again, he gets in the wall. He had been shown 16th, four laps down to the leader, trying to salvage some kind of a finish. But he has put us under caution for the 11th time this afternoon. Couldn't really see what triggered that accident over there. When we looked up, he was just going around and into the wall. Let's go back to Joe Moore. Looked like it just broke loose. There's been a lot of that going on here today, Barney. It seems like they really haven't worked in the outside lane here at Bristol in, in years gone by, or even after they laid the concrete last year. If the car started working that outside groove, they could actually run up there. But today, everyone has stayed kind of low on the racetrack, down at the very bottom lane and maybe the middle lane. But if they get too far out, it seems like each time the car comes around, and that's what happened with Elliott. 
Here comes the front of the field out of pit road. Rusty Wallace is in. Mark Martin, Dale Earnhardt, Ricky Rudd, Derek Cope, Morgan Shepard is in. Davey Allison and Kyle Petty. Let's cover some of those stops. Dick Brooks. Well, the ones you named are going to get four tires and, and full of fuel. They're going to do a little bit of a chassis adjustment on a couple of the cars, but they... Yeah, they're just going to try to get them back out here and, and uh, survive this thing as best they can. There's a lot of these guys caught up in something they didn't mean to be in, and it's just uh, no place to go. Rusty Wallace's team whipped him again. He's back out on the racetrack as, as uh, Dale Earnhardt goes up behind him. Meanwhile, Mark Martin, who came into the pits running second, will come out of the pits running in the sixth position as Wallace, Earnhardt, then Davey Allison, Ricky Rudd, Derek Cope, follow then Mark Martin, and the Morgan Shepard and Kyle Petty cars. That's how important the pit stops are as Darrell Waltrip now exits the pit lane on the back pit area after service to the Western Auto Chevrolet. Let's check in right now with Jim Phillips. Well, some great pit work on this end of the pit lane by Davey Allison's crew. They came in and uh, they beat uh, Derek Cope uh, team out of the pits and Larry McReynolds is checking over the lead lap. Larry, you're still having a great run even though the engine's not up to par. Yes, sometimes, you know, at a place like this when it gets slick, you know, you maybe don't need all that horsepower. You know, I think Morgan showed it at Darlington last week. You know, I'd like to have a little bit of it back, but we've been off with our cars so much this year other than Richmond. It's just a, it's a pleasure to be seeing it handling good today, and I know it's a big relief to all the guys on the Texaco having team. So he goes back to work, and Davey radioed into the crew, said, this thing is flying through the corners if I only had that one cylinder. They are hooking up the record of Bill Elliott's Budweiser Ford to pull it back to the garage area or back behind the pit wall. Meanwhile, work has been completed on Ernie Irvin's car, and it's gone back onto the racetrack. And now just how well it's going to run after hitting the wall down there, we'll have to wait and see. But at least they've got Ernie back out there running for the moment. We are under caution. Field has just been given the signal one lap, and we will go back to green flag racing. And about two-thirds of the cars out there now either have some sheet metal knocked off or have a fender caved in or got a big tire mark right up in the middle of the door. It's been that kind of a day here at Bristol, Tennessee. As they get ready to go back to green, the leader is Rusty Wallace. That pit work has been phenomenal, not just today, but all season long. Dale Earnhardt is right behind him in the number two position. Davey Allison has finally got out of that middle pack of traffic we talked about earlier. As he is up to third, Ricky Rudd is fourth. Green flag goes up in the air. Michael Waltrip leads him off into turn number one. He should be on the tail end of the lead lap. Rusty Wallace held up a bit by the Wally Dallenbach car as well. As Ricky Rudd goes way up the banking, he'll lose a couple of spots. Derek Cope gets by him. Also a couple of lap cars, including Morgan Shepard, slides by Rudd. Ricky Rudd having problems. Something is not right. He slows again in three and four. Everybody goes by Ricky Rudd. Oh, a heartbreaker there for the man who was fourth on the restart, who was running fourth earlier. Ricky Rudd continues to backpedal through the field, and we'll get the update there. Here comes Jeff Bodine back onto the racetrack now after having sat on the pit lane since lap 286, so he's some uh, 30, 40 laps down right now. Here comes Ricky Rudd with Rusty Wallace on the track trying to put Michael Waltrip a lap down and doing so. Rudd comes to the attention of Gary Dehart and the crew for repairs on the Tide Chevrolet. They'll jack up the right side of the car. Looks like they're going to change rubber on it as they take a look all the way around to see the hood's not going up on the car. So that could be a good sign. He might have just cut a tire down. Apparently that is the problem. 
The jack is out. Ricky is down and away. Takes the Tide machine back onto the speedway. And let's hope that cures his problem. He can still come up with a good finish here this afternoon. Earnhardt, meanwhile, has just moved under Michael Waltrip. The leader put him a lap down a moment ago, Rusty Wallace. They'll try to chase down Rusty here in turns three and four. He's about five car lengths behind him. And now they've put a healthy margin on everybody else. But the battle will be for third place heading off into turn number one. Mark Martin dives on the inside of Davey Allison. Davey struggles to hold the car down, but it does shoot up the banking. And Mark picks up the third position. Davey falls in line behind him up in turn three. If you're a Ricky Rudd fan, he lost two laps during that exchange moments ago as we go to pit road. Well, Bill Elliott makes a long walk back to his truck. Not a great day at Bristol, Bill. What finally put you out? I don't know. I just got loose getting in turn one. Just find it out. Whenever I got in that wreck earlier, it knocked it, brought it all out from under, and I was just hanging on anyway. So it was just been a long day. So Bill Elliott is out this afternoon in the Budweiser report. Uh, just about half the field has some kind of a damage to it out there this afternoon. As we said a moment ago, a lot of bent sheet metal. Ted Musgrave almost got his car turned around again, going off into turns one and two. Finally gets it straightened out and will continue on around the speedway. Rusty Wallace now out of turn number two. He's pulled away from Dale Earnhardt. He continues to move away over in front of Joe Moore. Got about a second ahead of Dale Earnhardt in one lapped car, the STP Pontiac of Rick Wilson. 334 laps complete here at Bristol International Raceway in Tennessee. We're running the Food City 500. The lead belongs to Rusty Wallace with Dale Earnhardt running in the second spot. Third has been Mark Martin with Davey Allison holding down fourth. Derek Cope runs in the fifth spot now. The other cars in the lead lap are Darrell Waltrip, Kyle Petty, Morgan Shepard, and Jimmy Spencer. Matter of fact, Shepard and Spencer have been jousting just a bit. They were running for a position and still are in turn two, nose to tail. That's the eighth position they're trying to settle there. Matter of fact, seventh as they're trying to chase down Kyle Petty. He leads that threesome back up into turn three. 336 laps are on the board and just looking at this field out there and it looks like about half of them need an insurance adjuster to come and say what kind of body work they're going to need on Monday to give you an idea of how many cars are running on the speedway that are severely damaged with a lot of sheet metal missing or caved in. Harry Gant is, Lake Speed is, Mark Martin has a, a hood problem that's been caved in a little bit on his. Rick Wilson is driving with a severely damaged car. So is Sterling Marlin, so is Jeff Bodine, so is Ernie Irvin, Hut Strickland, Dick Trickle, and Terry Labonte. And I'm sure I've missed a couple, but I can't believe how many cars we've got that have either the front end, the sheet metal uh, have been peeled away or something on those cars. Well, what it boils down to is only Bobby Hamilton, Ken Schrader, Dale Jarrett, Bobby Hillen, and Bill Elliott are gone for the day and peering down towards the garage area. We still see some work going on around the Budweiser Ford. So maybe Junior Johnson, Mike Hill, and the boys are going to try and get Bill back in there if his car can continue at all. 339 laps on the board. Rusty Wallace continues as the race leader. He's got some 10 car lanes on Dale Earnhardt as we check in on Pit Road. One of the cars that was running good was uh, the car Ricky Rudd. And uh, a few minutes ago, he had to make an unscheduled stop. Gary DeHart, the uh, crew chief. What happened to the car, Gary? Dick, I tell you what, on that lead car, we must have run over some debris or something. We uh, had a flat tire. It looked like it had some holes in it. Well, that's the story on the five car. One of those misfortunate things. He's missed all the crashes and then has a uh, flat tire. We have a piece of metal just came off one of the cars, bringing out the caution here at Bristol Raceway at lap 341. It is sitting just inches outside the groove in front of the Food City 500 sign, midway down the back straightaway. So for debris on the racetrack, which remarkably is something you'd expect we'd see a lot of here at Bristol, but this is the first uh, debris caution of the day. It comes out at lap number 342. One of the NASCAR observers out there on the backstretch quickly uh, pouncing on that piece of debris, and they uh, wisely throw the caution 
flag. So all will settle down again here for the 12th time this afternoon at Bristol Raceway in Tennessee. We've seen some great stops here today. We've seen some great pit work now as everybody will take advantage one more time of this pit stop lap 343. The leaders are in. Let's cover their stops. Well, the Rusty Wallace car again comes in. He has a little, he's slowed up just a little bit. Earnhardt thinks he's running too slow, I guess, and passes him by as he goes on down to uh, make their stop. Mark Martin gets in, uh, and they're uh, going to service that car as Morgan Shepard does the same. They don't know tires on uh, Morgan Shepard's car, fuel only. Put Jim back out in the front of the pack. Jim Phillips. Derek Cope is in. He's getting left side tires as Davey Allison feels out of his pit. Here goes Kyle Petty. He'll try to beat the Cope car out, but can't do it. That's all the cars on this end of the pit lane. Davey Allison out first, then Derek Cope, and then the uh, mellow yellow Pontiac for Kyle Petty as the pit board is out for the rest of the cars that are not on the lead lap. So all the cars that were on the lead lap did make a pit stop. 346 laps are complete of 500 here at Bristol Raceway in Tennessee. We'll about have 154 laps to go here as we get set to go back to green. At this point, still running with the same nine cars on the lead lap. Right now, they are showing Morgan Shepard as the race leader. Remember, Dick Brooks told you the Wood Brothers opting for fuel only, no tires. We'll see whether this gamble pays off as we get set to go back to green. Pace car down on pit road, out of turn number four, green flag in the air, and Shepard's going to get a good start. He'll pull away from Wallace by a couple of car lengths. Brett Bodine might be able to sandwich in between those two, the lap car, as they work out of turn number two and head down the back stretch. Shepard trying to get away using the outside line. Still those lap cars holding up Rusty Wallace down on the inside. It's Brett Bodine and Ricky Rudd separating Morgan Shepard from the second place car. And they come out of turn number four. Everybody trying to pick their way through traffic, but it's Earnhardt and Wallace who battle side by side for a spot. Earnhardt will pick up the spot. Wallace left out to dry away on the outside. He'll lose another position as Mark Martin goes by to pick up third. I tell you, if you get hung out of that high line here at Bristol, you're going to lose some spots, and Rusty found that out in a hurry. But he could couldn't get back in. There's absolutely nowhere to put the car in there, and he's lost at least two positions. Morgan Shepard is a leader. He is down the back chute, heading for turn three. A couple of lap cars separating Morgan Shepard from second place, Dale Earnhardt. Then Ronald is bumper is Mark Martin. He rides in third. Fourth is Rusty Wallace, and fifth is Davey Allison. Of course, Brett Bodine and Ricky Rudd, they are each two laps down, so they are battling for position one with the other while Earnhardt tries to work through that lap traffic. Earnhardt's up alongside the tied Chevrolet trying to clear that lap car. He's using the inside lane, opening up the groove. Also for Mark Martin, who'll get by. And that may be the best battle on the racetrack, and it'll be for second place between Dale Earnhardt, Mark Martin, and Rusty Wallace. They're tied tight together out of turn two. All the while, Morgan Shepard begins to get away. Now five car lengths, a lead of Shepard over second place Dale Earnhardt. Further back among those lead cars, Kyle Petty. He's got five car lengths on Darrell Waltrip. DW has a car length and a half on Jimmy Spencer as they all work on the lead lap. Battling again, here's Earnhardt to the inside of Morgan Shepard. Shepard gets shifted up the banking in turn number two. Earnhardt goes to the inside. He'll pick up the lead, but now he'll have to deal with the lap car of Brett Bodine. Dale Earnhardt came down that back straightaway like he'd found an extra 70 horsepower as hard as he went off into that corner, and he grabs the lead away. Right now, he is behind Brett Bodine, and that's allowing Mark Martin, Rusty Wallace, and Morgan Shepard to kind of stay with the leader as they work through turns three and four. Brett Bodine's got one of the fastest cars on the speedway. This time, he gives way, drops down to the inside a little bit, and on the high side goes Dale Earnhardt. Mark Martin goes after the lead out of turn two. Martin pulls even with Earnhardt as he took the high line trying to get by Brett Bodine, but quickly by the time they get to the end of the back straightaway, Earnhardt slides back down in front of Martin. Earnhardt's able to go a bit wider in the turns because he knows that Mark won't be able to pass.
pass him to the inside because of Brett Bodine who's there. Brett Bodine again leads the parade down the back straight away. Earnhardt the race leader though. This time he'll try to pull up to the outside of the Quaker State Ford. That may be some of the best racing we've seen all afternoon. Three cars really getting with it. Rusty Wallace, Mark Martin and Dale Earnhardt and the sheet metal begins to scrub and get wrinkled up a little bit among that front pack down in turn one and two. Side by side Earnhardt and Brett Bodine but now in turn three finally Earnhardt clears Bodine. Mark Martin pulls up alongside. Here they come back towards start finish. Earnhardt by a car length and a half on Mark Martin. He's got a car length and a half on Rusty Wallace. In and around those men, the cars that are two laps down, Brett Bodine and Ricky Rudd. It's then two car lanes further back to Morgan Shepard. He runs fourth. Nose to tail with Davey Allison in fifth. Derek Cope right there, nose to tail in sixth, being challenged by Kyle Petty, who's right now in seventh. Kyle takes his Pontiac to the inside of Derek Cope. They touch a bit coming off turn number two, but Cope beats him off the corner. Kyle's forced to fall back in single file. And right now, you don't know which one to watch. The battle for the lead between Dale Earnhardt and Mark Martin are the one going on back in the pack between Morgan Shepard and Davey Allison and Derek Cope along with Kyle Petty. All four of those cars still tight together out of turn two. On the inside lane trying to get by lap traffic. Ricky Rudd and Brett Bodine directly ahead of Morgan Shepard. Shepard just plows through there. Knocks Bodine up the banking. He'll open up the lane down on the inside for Davey Allison and Derek Cope. All the lead lap cars will now get by Brett Bodine as he again goes high in the banking. Waltrip, that's Darrell, gets by. So too Jimmy Spencer as one car spins. Kenny Wallace spins in turn number two. He was running down near 15th position as he spins off the banking. Now Ernie Irvin spins in the same spot while Mark Martin takes the lead away from Earnhardt. The caution flag has not come out, folks, because both of those cars spun off the racetrack, but now the caution is being displayed with Mark Martin as the race leader at lap number 362. So we have gone 20 green flag laps since that debris caution earlier in this afternoon as two cars spin and NASCAR Field finally says, let's take a look at that racetrack for two men to spin like that all of a sudden. Maybe there's a problem, hence the caution flag here at lap 362. Talk about some scrambling at the front of the pack. That's some of the best and hardest racing we have seen all day long. And a good, strong run for Mark Martin puts him in the lead as the caution did not come out for a lap or two as NASCAR assessed the situation over there. And Mark wisely just stood in the throttle and put Earnhardt back to second place. Here are some cars on pit road right now. Ernie Irvin is taking his behind the wall one more time. Morgan Shepard is in. Derek Cope pits along with Kyle Petty. Let's go down to pit road. Well, they're going around the left side of the Wood Brothers uh, Sitco Ford. They're changing the left side tires now. They did not change the last time. Ernie Irvin has pulled his car behind the pit lane. Kyle Petty has been in the pits. He's going back onto the racetrack. And also Derek Cope with tires and gasoline. These cars are back on the speedway. Rusty Wallace, Dale Earnhardt, and Mark Martin did not pit this time. So they will elect to stay on the racetrack. Mark Martin is leader. Dale Earnhardt is second. Rusty Wallace is third. Davey Allison still fourth. Darrell Waltrip shows up in fifth. And none of the front five will pit Ricky Rudd, who is a couple of laps down to the leaders, will bring his car to pit road right now. Jeff Bodine comes back in with a badly damaged Motorcraft Ford. The Quaker State car of uh, Brett Bodine is coming back in. And the field is being given the indication one more lap. And we will go back to green flag racing. 
So they continue to work on some of those damaged automobiles to try and salvage some kind of a decent finish here this afternoon. Remind you quickly, next Saturday we'll be doing the Mountain Dew 300 over at the Hickory Motor Speedway. And uh, that will be for the Bush Series race coming up next Saturday afternoon. We'll be on the air at 345 Eastern Daylight Time. Our next NASCAR Winston Cup Series event will be Sunday, April the 18th. The first Union 400 at the North Wilkesboro Speedway. Ticket offices at Hickory and North Wilkesboro are open right now. And uh, some other upcoming events that you'll be able to witness very shortly. On April the 25th, the Haynes 500 at Martinsville, Virginia. That's some great short track racing up there. May the 2nd, the Winston 500 at Talladega, Alabama. And now the indication is we're not going to go green. Maybe one more lap around before they put them out. They wanted to check the apron of the speedway over there apparently one more time. May the 16th, we go to Sonoma, California for the Save Mart 300. May the 22nd, the Winston down in Charlotte, North Carolina. May the 30th, the Coca-Cola 600 at Charlotte. Some of the upcoming events on the schedule. Jim Phillips is down in the Wood Brothers pit area. Morgan Shepard has come back in in the Sitco Ford. Had some interesting strategy, Jim, because earlier when everybody took tires, Morgan did not. Now he comes in and lap 363 and again lap 365. An interesting approach from Eddie Wood, Leonard Wood, and the whole crew there. Well, let's ask Leonard what's going on. Uh, Leonard, you didn't come in before and now you came in this time. Uh, we decided to come in and put some tires on it. Uh, we're getting, getting a little loose, so we was going to change it if it held all right, but he decided he needed tires. Tires have been a big issue today as they go back to green. Green flag goes up in the air. Mark Martin takes off. Dale Earnhardt goes right with him. Rusty Wallace those at the front three as they scramble at it over in turn two. Davey Allison is fourth. Darrell Walter fifth. Kyle Petty sixth. Then comes Derek Cope in seventh. Jimmy Spencer in eighth. And Morgan Shepard tenth. All working that outside line trying to get by the lap traffic. So that's the story as I have been in all the restarts. Work your way safely through lap traffic while Earnhardt pushes Mark Martin through one and two for the battle for the lead. Martin goes up the banking as a result of that. Earnhardt dives down low, takes Rusty Wallace with him. It'll be Earnhardt, Wallace, then Mark Martin. Now Ricky Rudd spins. Rudd down on the line of traffic. May have got a little help. Slammed into the outside retaining wall in turn four. Caution on a speedway as Rudd spins all the way off the banking. He took a lick to the rear end of that car, came all the way down to the apron of the racetrack and spins almost in behind the pit wall. Now he gets it fired and will bring the car on around with heavy damage to the rear of the Tide machine, but it has brought out caution, and this should be the 14th one of the day. Unbelievable. Here at Bristol Raceway, one lap to go. We'll be going back to green. Rusty Wallace is now second to Dale Earnhardt, who is the race leader. Mark Martin third, Davey Allison fourth, and Darrell Walter fifth. Old DW, he's been just out there, barely a mark on the car, and he's pitting on the backstretch, Dick Brooks, and through it all, he's hanging with the lead cars. That's not supposed to happen here at Bristol. Well, he's, uh, you know, Darrell's probably the best at finding his way through stuff. Been a lot of caution, so let him keep up for a long time while he caught up. Barry Dotson, the crew chief's back here. Barry? Hey guys, up on the board. We're doing the best we can from back here, Dick. That's our own fault. We shot ourselves in the foot here two days in a row, and it's been a tough weekend. Uh, those families are on our minds, you know, that lost their loved ones. And Alan was so close, a great guy, and our hearts go out to him. We're having a good run. Old DW's tough. Yeah, he sure is. He's uh, biding his time and making it through it. The rest of these guys are seeming to get in the way of these slow cars. What's really happening, I think, that's what happened to the to uh, Rudd's car a few minutes ago. They drive off down the turn. they got a bunch of cars that's not handling too well, and they bounce into them and turn them around. Meanwhile, the green flag goes back up. 
Earnhardt takes off. Wallace, the only car that's able to really hang right on his bumper. Mark Martin got shuffled back just a little bit. He's seven or eight car lengths behind him. And even further back, Davey Allison caught in some traffic back there also. Here's Wallace going to work on the back straightaway down to the inside of Earnhardt. Dead even for the lead as they go to turn three. We're at lap 375. Wallace comes off the low side of these 36-degree banking as the new leader. So Rusty Wallace in the Miller Genuine Draft Pontiac lead to the Chevrolet second, a Ford, and third. Here they come single file down the back straightaway. Further back and forth, Davey Allison trying to dig his way past some of the lap traffic. Darrell Walter rides along in fifth. Then Kyle Petty works down on the inside of the Derek Cope car to take over sixth. And Derek Cope back there, another one of those cars that got caught in that middle of that big pack of lap traffic. He's getting bumped around a little bit, trying to work his way up and stay with the front leader as he works over to turn number three. Wallace is in front. Earnhardt is in second. Riding third right now is Mark Martin. It's a ways back to the fourth place car of Davey Allison in the fifth place car as they head over to turns one and two. Could be a good battle for fourth shaping up here because Darrell Walter Biss closing in on Davey Allison. Just a couple of car lengths behind him and Kyle Petty is stacked up next in line as they go to turn three. But here comes Earnhardt again out of turn number four. He tries to hang on to second spot. Can't do it. Mark Martin makes the move around him. So put Mark Martin now into the second spot. Earnhardt back in third. Fourth now is Davey Allison. He's got Waltrip pounding away on him. That's DW right there behind him trying to grab that fourth spot away. Cope is fifth. Jimmy Spencer runs in sixth. He's in traffic, as is Morgan Shepard, the seventh place runner. The leader's on the back stretch. Rusty Wallace stretching out by ten car lengths over Mark Martin. Earnhardt is right there with Martin. Further back, Davey Allison and Darrell Waltrip still running nose to tail, trying to clear themselves of some of the lap traffic. And Rusty has put about eight-tenths of a second on that battle for second place as they work over into turns one and two. Let's go to the pits. We talked about Ricky Rudd. He got decked over in one of the turns. He went to the wall. The back clip of the car is bent down. The hood is off the car. They're working on the car to try to get him back. It's going to be marginal whether they do or not. Ricky said he'd rather not uh, talk right now. We tried to talk with him. He's a little bit upset over uh, what happened over there. So they are continuing to work on his car and hope to get him back in the race. I don't think there's any car in the field today that hasn't been knocked sideways or bumped from behind or, or been hit from some direction on this racetrack. That's just the kind of race it's been all day long. For Rusty Wallace, it's been a pretty good day for him. He's been at the front of the pack for the majority of this race, and he is, as the laps are winding down, will be going into the final 100 here very shortly, 383. Click up on the scoreboard. Wallace again pulls away, makes it almost three-quarters of a second over Mark Martin and Dale Earnhardt. It's a long ways back now to Davey Allison and Darrell Waltrip and Kyle Petty. They're over in three. That is the good racing body from fourth, fifth, and sixth. They're all bunched up, nose to tail. Davey Allison leading the Darrell Waltrip car. Here's Kyle Petty making his move all four. Darrell went a bit high in the banking, exiting turn four. It opened the inside for Kyle Petty, so he'll grab that spot away. Still trailing Davey Allison by about three or four car lengths in the battle, what would be for fourth, fifth, and sixth. Trouble in turn one, two cars slam into the wall. Harry Gann and Bobby Labonte got together. Labonte hit the outside retaining wall. Hunt Strickland and Jimmy Means get on the binders. Here come the leaders now, just getting by. Gant's car comes to rest out of the inside of the track. He'll fire the Skull Bandit machine and drive away. Bobby Labonte now trying to fire the Maxwell House Ford. He's just at the exit of turn two. That's hard to believe. I've got 15 cautions. We may yeah. have had more, but I've, I've kept, well, for what I've kept up with, we've had 15 cautions. This one coming out at lap 385. That's exactly what I've got. 15th caution flag of the day as Bobby Labonte and Harry Gant. A couple of double digits right there. The 22 and the 33 getting together to bring out this uh, caution, the 15th of the day. If you're just joining us, the attrition rate, uh, the attrition rate despite all the, uh, the body carnage here is 
been remarkably low. Bobby Hamilton went out early with engine failure. Ken Schrader was in an accident. Dale Jarrett in an accident. Bobby Hillen, likewise, he's gone for the day. Bill Elliott, show two. Ricky Rudd with the problems of moments ago. Phil Parsons exited the race a bit ago. Otherwise, everybody else on the racetrack in some degree of repair. Pet stops for the leaders. Let's cover Rusty Wallace's stop. Rusty Wallace comes in. They go to the right side on his uh, car. He's been having the best pit stops of the day. This was an even between he and Earnhardt and Mark Martin. They go to the right side on the other two machines. Now Davey Allison feels out on this in the pit road along with Kyle Petty. Derek Coates getting four tires. Morgan Shepard getting four tires and gasoline. Dick Brooks. Well, I'm over on the back stretch where we don't have anybody over here, but Bobby Labonte, he's trying to get his car off the racetrack. They, uh, it's about the second or third time, I guess, so uh, they may uh, call it quits this time. They're taking what sheet metal was left on. They're taking it off, and uh, there's a lot of these guys over about the same way. Darrell Walter comes in. They get his car surfaced. These cars could go on the rest of the way if they, uh, if they really had to race the rest of the race. But, of course, the likelihood of that happening, at least by virtue of how this day has gone, is kind of slim. We are in now in the 15th uh, caution flag of the afternoon, if you're just joining us along the way. 110 laps remain here this afternoon in the Food City 500 at Bristol International Raceway. Rusty Wallace again remains as a leader. Davey Allison scoots right in behind him in the number two position. Kyle Petty is third, fourth, Dale Earnhardt. Fifth right now is Mark Martin. Then come Morgan Shepard and Derek Cope and Darrell Waltrip. Down the line, green flag goes in the air, and Wallace, as he has done all day except on one occasion, gets a good restart and will put a lap car between himself and the second-place machine. Davey Allison works off the corner now, trying to track down Rusty Wallace. First, he'll have to clear the lap car of Rick Mast. He'll go to the outside of Mast and turn three. Right behind him, Kyle Petty and Dale Earnhardt using an outside lane. So it's time to sort through traffic one more time as everybody works their way around slower cars to their inside. All the while, Wallace pulls away. About ten car lengths, the difference now between Wallace and the second-place car Davey Allison, but now Davey finally clears the lap car of Rick Mast. But already Rusty Wallace has put almost a half a straightaway on everyone else in the field. Some of the real scramblings going on back a little further back. Dale Earnhardt trying to get around Brett Bodine right behind Earnhardt is Mark Martin, and directly ahead of those two ride Kyle Petty. Some good racing going on back in the pack. Meanwhile, Wallace again puts another lap on the board, hauls it back into turn number one, still a half a straightaway ahead of everyone else. He's over to turn two. Davey Allison again, about ten car lengths behind Rusty Wallace, then Kyle Petty now breaking free some of that traffic tries to close in on Davey Allison. Here's Earnhardt flashing to the outside of Rick Mast, and Mark Martin stays right up on Earnhardt's rear deck. Jimmy Spencer went a lap and a half, side by side with Darrell Waltrip, comes away with eighth position now. DW right behind him in ninth, and those two cars just about a car length and a half behind Derek Cope, who heads back to turn three, holding the Cale Yarbrough-owned automobile very much in the hunt here today. Derek Cope, a former winner at Daytona Beach and Dover, Delaware, showing his talents here on the short track this afternoon as we check in on pit road. Well, we keep talking about Rusty Wallace. Kenny Wallace, the driver of the Dirt Devil Pontiac, is uh, trying to do his best over here. I guess that's a brother of Rusty. They keep beating the bag of Jeff Hammond, the crew chief, sitting over here watching him go by. Jeff, this is some kind of race. I tell you what, Dick, I've been coming to Bristol a lot of years. Trouble off turn two. Derek Cope spins coming off turn two. Down the back straight away. He'll collect Michael Waltrip. Waltrip spins right up to the outside retaining wall. Kenny Wallace, Jeff O'Dine all dive down to the inside to get by. Cope's car with a lot of damage on the front end and the left side of the car. He's turned around facing the wrong direction. Michael Waltrip further up into turn number three refires the Pennzoil Pontiac. He'll be able to drive away. Derek Cope, who is having one of the best runs he has had all season long. 
right now with a badly damaged automobile and an accident over the middle of the back straightaway. And it has brought out the yellow flag for the 16th time here this afternoon at Bristol, Tennessee. Meanwhile, Michael Waltrip limps on around the racetrack also. And we'll probably see some of these cars coming out of pit road here in just a moment that might try to go to distance if this race, which would remain green, which would be a miracle if it did. Michael Waltrip's problems continue as he went off. He came on pit road, went back out on the racetrack. And as he went off into turn number one, one of the wheels came completely off the car. And now his car is resting on the apron of the speedway. From the Bristol International Raceway, this is MRN Radio. From the racetrack to the road home, fill up with Sunoco, the official fuel of NASCAR. Sunoco makes high-quality performance fuels for the greatest drivers in the world, both on and off the track. Whether you are pulling up to the pump or experiencing the excitement of being at the track on race day, this will be a four-tire change. They've already topped it off with Sunoco fuel. Side service complete, second can of Sunoco fuel in. He's down and away. You can trust Sunoco to be the fuel that keeps you going. Capture the essence of racing and fill up with the official fuel of NASCAR, Sunoco. 402 laps are complete. 87 of those laps have been run under caution. We are now in the middle of our 16th caution period of the day. Right now, Rusty Wallace has shown the lead for 276 of the laps that have been run. Average speed way down, as you might expect, 82.179 miles an hour. 27 cars still running from the starting field of 35, with eight cars on the lead lap, including Jimmy Spencer, who is running an eighth spot. He made a pit stop moments ago and has had a good run in the Meineke car for Bobby Allison Motorsports. Let's check in on pit road. Well, everybody's pointing their fingers at Jimmy Spencer for the last two or three weeks about uh, messing up here and there and getting in places he shouldn't be. Now, with everybody else messed up, he ain't even scratched up. Bobby Allison's standing here. Bobby, this is kind of unique. You guys have been tearing up everything for a while. Now you can't get even get tore up. Well, I'll tell you, it's a tough race out there today. And, uh, Jimmy Spencer did a nice job in that minor key board for us. And uh, just hope he hangs in there and uh, can miss the other problems. You getting along all right? You sitting around watching this stuff? You enjoying it? Well, I'm doing pretty good. Yeah, the guys are working hard, and that makes me feel good. <laughs> yeah, I'll tell you, it's good to see Bobby in a place like this, especially races like this. Uh, we've had our ups and downs and beats and bangs, but we've all been in these kind of things, and it's kind of why Allison, very proud of his car and his driver here this afternoon as well as should be. Jimmy Spencer has had some great runs at Bristol, and let's hope he doesn't get caught up in a wreck here and uh, spoil his chances for a good finish. We're back under green. Rusty Wallace has already pulled away by six or eight car lengths over the rest of the field. They're all in turn three. Davey Allison, the second place car now. Kyle Petty is third. Mark Martin, fourth. Fifth is Dale Earnhardt. Here they come off the corner. Mark Martin and Kyle Petty in a pretty spirited battle for the third spot, but they can't make it work because Brett Bodine has the inside groove covered stopping Martin from making a challenge. Kyle tries to make a move to the outside of Brett Bodine, gets a little loose, scrubs into the side of Mark Martin. Close moment there. Now Earnhardt goes to the outside of Martin. Working out of turn number four, Brett Bodine can't give up any ground. He's only a couple of laps off the pace, having a good run here this afternoon, except for a couple of problems that got him those two laps down. His car is running about as well as anyone out there. Kyle Petty, Mark Martin, and Dale Earnhardt all bumped together a little bit going off turn number two just a moment ago. Now there's about a car length between those three, but Rusty Wallace continues to literally fly around this racetrack. He is now better than a second and maybe a half ahead of Davey Allison. Here's Rusty out of turn number four, works his way across the line. We're into the final 100 laps, actually 
one more lap around. We'll have only 90 laps to go. You know, we've not talked about today, probably because he's two laps down, but he is certainly deserving of a mention. Young Wally Dallenbach Jr. That car is clean. It has just one little tire mark on the side, while Dale Earnhardt up front works to the inside of both Martin and Kyle Petty. Runs up on Brett Bodine. May grab two spots in the process. And he does, diving to the inside of the racetrack. Brett gives him racing room, and Dale Earnhardt clears two, three cars going into turn number one. That moves him up to third. That took a gutsy move on Dale Earnhardt's part because if he had gotten together with Brett Bonino and those other cars with the whole field running right behind him, that would have been a dandy. They'd have taken out six or eight cars, but Earnhardt pulls off the move and now sets his sights on the leader. Mark Martin goes after Kyle Petty in turn three. Martin takes the forward up to the outside of the Pontiac. He'll flash by in turn number three and pick up fourth. So fourth spot to Mark. Fifth is Kyle Petty. Resetting it for you. The lead is Rusty Wallace. Davey Allison second. Third is Earnhardt. Fourth, Mark Martin. Fifth now is Kyle Petty. Sixth spot belongs to Darrell Waltrip. Seventh position is the uh, Jimmy Spencer car. Morgan Shepard running on the lead lap in eighth. One lap down in ninth. Rick Nash. We've not talked much about him, but the Skull Classic car is on a superb run today. Wally Dallenbach is in tenth. We were talking about him before. Here's a guy who is still learning his way around the Winston Cup racetracks, but his car has run well today. He's had a sterling run. He's gotten caught into some situations where he ended up losing a lap here and there and pitting on the back pit area as he is, but Dallenbach's had a run going today about which he should be proud. He is now being moved back to the 11th spot officially with uh, Brett Bodine being shown in 10th. Dallenbach is 11th. 12th now is Derek Culp. 13th Michael Waltrip. 14th Kenny Wallace. 15th position they are going to post the Jeff Gordon car. 16th is Ted Musgrave. He's running a dozen laps down. 17th position is the Jimmy Means automobile ahead of 18th Jeff Bodine. 19th at this stage of the afternoon is Joe Rutman, and in 20th spot, Bobby Labonte. Ricky Rudd is in 21st. 22nd is Sterling Marlin. Dick Trickle, 23rd. Terry Labonte, 24th. Ernie Irvin, 25th. 26th is Rick Wilson. Those cars are still running along with Hutch Strickland, who, because of the number of laps he is down, is still being posted in 29th position. Harry Gant, also on the racetrack, but because of the number of laps he is down, he's being posted in 31st, but still with a chance to crawl up the leaderboard a bit more. Let's go to the pits. We were talking about Wally Dolan back in the Keystone Ford. His crew chief, Howard Comstock, standing here clocking him, watching him go by, and we're just trying to get to a spot here where we can hear each other talk. He's, uh, you guys have managed to stay partly out of trouble. You're still on the ground. You still got four wheels. I guess that's better than nothing, huh? Yeah, I think we're doing fine. There's so much crashing going on out there. What I told Wally is we just got to get through this thing. The car's handling good, and he, he really likes his racetrack. Okay. I think that's one of the main things is just try to accomplish the whole thing from green to checkered, and you got to do something today. Yeah, we just got to keep going, and if something happens to the car, we've had a couple of little scrapes. We worked on the car and just kept going. Okay. That's from Wallet Dollenbeck's pit. I think that's the thing back here. These guys just look at it and say, oh, no, not another dent or bang. We can tear that piece off and go on. we got to finish this thing. And Wally Dollenbeck, he hopes to have his wife running out here on NASCAR's circuit shortly. Robin McCall Dollenbeck, an outstanding young race driver who uh, originally broke in in the All-Pro Series and so on. There are some plans afoot to try and find Robin a Bush Series ride for later in the year to see if it might be something she would enjoy before she goes back to other forms of racing in which she has been rather proficient over the years. The separation from the leader, Rusty Wallace, right now back to Davey Allison. The second place car is one and three-tenths seconds. It is a full straightaway 
back to Dale Earnhardt. We've had an unusual day, certainly, with 16 caution periods. We are up darn close to 100 laps of caution here today at this stage of the afternoon. But the lead is still held by Rusty Wallace with Davey Allison second, Earnhardt third, Kyle Petty fourth, and Darrell Waltrip fifth. The man who's been going backwards here of late is Mark Martin. He lost a position to both Darrell Waltrip and Jimmy Spencer while we were gone. Let's see if we can get an update from Dick Brooks on pit road. Well, Steve Meal in the pit. Steve, what's happened? The car looks like it's backing up a bit. Yeah, we were coming to left one of the cars for about the fifth or sixth time today, and he ran into us. We got a tire rubbing, a, a fender rubbing a tire. We're just going to ride around hoping we can get a car. Uh, that's the word. Somebody else got something to When you get that sheet metal bent in or get the car hit out there in traffic, it's a tough break for Mark Martin, who had been up anywhere from first to third most of the afternoon. Now he's dropped all the way back to about sixth position and is in danger, maybe losing another one here before too much longer. 437 laps are up on the scoreboard in the Food City 500 here at Bristol, Tennessee this afternoon, and the race has had a little bit of everything. I would have to say the most consistent car all day long has certainly been Rusty Wallace because he's been right at the front of the pack all day long. It's been a good racetrack for him. I asked him the other day, I said, all season long, your car has been running well. The Pontiac seems to have turned in a good race, turned into a real good race car. Are there a lot of reasons for that or just one single reason or what? There really are. The Pontiac's about an 8 to 10% better car. Our engine program is stronger and the durability is better than it's ever been uh, because Mike Kennedy's doing our restricted plate stuff let us guys work all winter long on the engines um, the chassis program is better than it was Todd Parrott and Terry Satchel have been working real hard on that and the pit stops Jesus you can't shake those I mean last week in 1680 I mean I never thought I'd see him going to 16 second back and the guys they have been they've been exercising and practicing and that's what it takes to win these titles and I'll tell you I'm really totally committed to win this championship this year and I think we're off to a good start Boy, everything has been going good for him. Not going good for Mark Martin. He just dropped off the banking and turned number four and brought his car to pit road. Let's cover that stop. Well, he had to come in. The right front tire was rubbing pretty bad. In fact, there's uh, two good grooves around it where it was rubbing on the front fender. I'll tell you something. This kind of this racing, these guys beating on each other the way they did yesterday and today. I can't mess with mine because the brakes are well knocked my steam out of my hand. Meanwhile, the fans waving their black hats on the uh, in this grandstand because the man in black Dale Earnhardt has just taken the second spot away from Davey Allison. Now the differential from first place back to second is still fairly significant. We've got the clock on it for you now. It is two and six-tenth seconds from Rusty Wallace back to Dale Earnhardt, but there are still 57 laps of racing remaining, and we'll have to watch how this margin of uh, distance would either expand or shrink here on these final few laps. But Rusty Wallace is so strong too, Barney. He's had three wins at this track in the past. He tested here three weeks ago and had an outstanding test session, so his confidence level was at an all-time high, and as we said very early in the broadcast, four consecutive top five finishes. He's second in the points behind only Dale Earnhardt, and interestingly, here are those two men battling for the win of the race here at Bristol. There's a big gap right now between Rusty Wallace and Dale Earnhardt. Just about a full straightaway separate these two. One of the best battles on the racetrack had been going on back there between Kyle Petty and Darrell Waltrip, and that would have been for fourth place. They're still pretty close together out of turn two. Kyle's won the battle for now, but Darrell has not given up. Here he comes on the back straightaway, trying to
to pull down on the inside of Kyle Petty. Gets a fender alongside. They make contact. Waltrip will get by. So D.W. muscling his way into the fourth spot now as Kyle Petty's Pontiac sits back in the fifth position, a car length and a half behind Darrell Waltrip. The leader is across the stripe. That's Rusty Wallace. Second place, Dale Earnhardt was two and six-tenths back. He's now three and one-tenth seconds behind. So Rusty Wallace adding to the advantage that he currently has on the racetrack. Others on the lead lap, Davey Allison, Darrell Waltrip. We have mentioned the fifth place running Kyle Petty. Sixth at this point is Jimmy Spencer and seventh Morgan Shepard. Those are the only cars on the lead lap. How about the Wood Brothers and Morgan Shepard? Has that ever been a turnaround over the last number of weeks? The victory in Atlanta, some solid runs, some good qualifying efforts. It's nice to see for Morgan Shepard in the woods. They, they put a lot of work in that race team and uh, I think the communication has really come together between this team. Morgan a lot of times liked to, when he was with Bud Moore, I know he liked to he liked to call the setup he wanted under the car and a lot of times he would want it uh, uh, obviously Bud Moore would say, no, let's try this because it's worked for us. And there was a little dissension there. And sometimes when that happens, you don't hit a setup. But with Wood Brothers, they had the same problem, so to speak, for a little while. Now Morgan is letting the guys do a lot more on the car, and he's just concentrating on driving it, and it's really paying off for him. Has for the last four or five races. 451 laps on the board will be going into the final 50 right now. And it's, if anybody's got anything left for Rusty Wallace, they better get with it in a hurry. Let's go to the pits. Well, Richard Childers is sitting near and Dale Earnhardt. It is one and four tenth seconds, the advantage that Rusty Wallace has on Dale Earnhardt. 464 of 500 laps are complete. Is there enough time for Earnhardt to make that last second charge? Let's go to Pit Road. Well, Buddy Parrott, the crew chief for uh, Rusty Wallace is here, buddy. A lot of things can happen. 35, 40 laps, you're going to be able to hang on them. Rusty's caught up in some of that lap traffic, having to thread his way around. That might or might not help Dale Earnhardt because they both got to go by the same race cars as they head off for turns one and two. 
Rusty Wallace has just cleared a couple of cars. Jimmy Means and Harry Gant. Earnhardt will now have to clear those cars here on the back straightaway. First, he'll approach the Derek Cope car, go by him on the outside. Now, Earnhardt, the second-place man, gets by Jimmy Means off turn four. So the margin remains pretty much the same from first back to second. Remember, Rusty Wallace started from the pole today, so the Unical challenge of $60,800 would be his if he wins this event. And winning from the pole here at Bristol, not all that unusual. Eight of the 32 spring races here have been won from the pole. It is far and away the favorite starting spot from which to win a race here at Bristol Raceway in Tennessee. Barney, you mentioned the rookies a short while ago. We've got a pretty spirited battle going on position-wise between Kenny Wallace, he is in 13th, and Jeff Gordon in 14th. They're not battling for spot on the racetrack. They're about a, well, they're a good distance apart right now, but they are on the same lap, a couple of laps down in the Max Race Card Rookie of the Year battle. Kenny Wallace, 13, Jeff Gordon, 14th. The other rookie, Bobby Labonte, he was involved in that accident earlier today. The car was shortened up. It looks like a Pinto, and you have to have some semblance of a rear deck and a spoiler to come back out onto a racetrack, and uh, both Ricky Rudd and Bobby Labonte were black flagged moments ago after coming back onto the track. They tried to get the cars out there for a few more laps, but there was no rear to those automobiles at all, so uh, NASCAR sent them back to try and rebuild if they can in the final 27 laps before returning to the race. And if you did join our broadcast late talking about damaged automobiles, we've got a whole most of them out there still running that are anywhere from one lap to 15 or 16 laps behind. Harry Gant is out there with a damaged car. Lake Speed, Rick Wilson, Sterling Marlin, Jeff Bodine, Ernie Irvin, Hut Strickland, Dick Trickle, Terry Labonte, and Bobby Labonte, who you talked about. He came back out, but has now gone back behind the pit wall. But all of those cars have some kind of sheet metal that has been cut away from the cars due to accidents here this afternoon. It's been a rough day at Bristol. 25 laps to go in the Food City 500 here this afternoon. Dale Earnhardt trying to reel in the leader, Rusty Wallace. He's cut it down a little bit as we look at him coming through three and four this time. A moment ago, he was almost a full straightaway behind. He's chopped it down to a little less than a half a straightaway now as they head for turn two. Just about a second between the first and second place cars. There is one lap car separating them, the Harry Gant machine. Here's Rusty Wallace taking it high to get around the Wally Dallenbach car. Earnhardt shuts it down even more. Of course, now he'll have to deal with those oh, cars. Oh, car. Jeff Gordon slams the wall in turn number two and down he comes and Earnhardt just manages to avoid him. Gordon's car, like so many others, just broke loose and shot right up into the outside retaining wall, and now there is no rear to the DuPont refinishing car either, as all of those bright colors have been accordioned together, and we are under caution for the 17th time today. We have 19 laps remaining as we close in on the conclusion of the Food City 500 here at Bristol Raceway in Tennessee. Alongside Barney Hall, I'm Eli Gold. Glad you're with us this afternoon in a race that has been slowed 17 times by caution. Among those gone for the day, Bobby Hamilton, Ken Schrader, Dale Jarrett, Bobby Hillen, Bill Elliott, Ricky Rudd, and Phil Parsons. Those cars are gone for the day as we close in on a restart. And now I believe the light has just come back on atop the safety car here at Bristol's so we'll have be another lap or so before we uh, go to green. The uh, funeral arrangements, Barney, have been announced for Alan Kulwicki. That uh, note was handed to us earlier today and asked that we uh, pass it along. The family visitation and the wake is going to be on Tuesday from 4 o'clock until 9 o'clock Central Time in Milwaukee, Wisconsin at the uh, Bruckweist uh, Funeral Home in Milwaukee. The funeral for Alan Kulwicki will be at 11 o'clock Central Time on Wednesday morning at St. Matthias Church on West Beloit Road in Milwaukee. And then there'll be a memorial service 
Thursday. That was uh, this coming Thursday at 10.30 in the morning in Charlotte, North Carolina at the St. Thomas Aquinas Church on uh, Souther Road in Charlotte, just across from the main entrance to North Carolina, Charlotte University. That uh, is going to take place on Thursday at 10.30 in the morning. And in lieu of flowers, memorial donations can be made to any one of four different uh, charitable groups, including the Winston Cup Racing Wives Auxiliary, the Brenner Children's Hospital in Winston-Salem, North Carolina, the National Head Injury Foundation in Washington, D.C., or the St. Thomas Aquinas Church in Charlotte, North Carolina, which was Allen's uh, home church. So those are the plans for Alan Kowicki's uh, funeral and all of the uh, other visitation and so on from Tuesday through Thursday of this week. 482 laps on the board. We're ready to go back to green flag racing. It is in the air. Rusty Wallace is a leader. Right behind him, Dale Earnhardt. They touched a little bit as they got the green flag and head back for turn one. Here they come. Rusty Wallace leads the way down the back stretch. Earnhardt tries to get by the mark. Martin Carr and Will up in turn number three. Here's Davey Allison now breaking free of the traffic along with Daryl Waltrip. Hey, everybody trying to find a little bit of clear racetrack to call their own. Kyle Petty and Jimmy Spencer take the outside route around Brett Bodine and Morgan Shepard. But Rusty Wallace gets the big jump on Dale Earnhardt. It's a five-car length separation as they exit four. Tell you what, it's going to be awfully hard to get around Rusty Wallace if Dale gets back up there, as well as Rusty's car is handling at both ends of this racetrack. He can drive it right at the bottom of the racetrack and I guess that what, what that boils down to is he can make that car awfully wide although Earnhardt is one of the best in the business at uh, getting by anybody. He's still got to get up there and then if he does he's still got to get around Rusty Wallace. The interval right now, maybe 10 car lengths over in turn two. Here's Rusty Wallace up off turn number two, flashing by right behind him though. Several cars back a good battle for position. Kyle Petty dives to the inside of the Western Auto Chevrolet Kyle advances one spot over Darrell Waltrip. So they walk back off the corner to start finish now. Lap 487 of 500 on the board. Mark Martin, who is a lap down, still right there, mixing things up and actually making contact with Davey Allison. Dale Earnhardt is able to get by the Mark Martin car. Martin still holding up Davey and Kyle Petty, who really seems to be running well. Kyle picks up another spot as he gets by Davey. Kyle Petty has been really driving aggressive. He went right down to the bottom of the racetrack that time and was just assuming that car would stick as hard as he went off into the corner. It did, and he moved around Davey Allison. They're back in turn three. Here comes Kyle going to the outside of some lap traffic. Jeff Gordon holds the inside lane. Kyle gets by, picks up a couple more car lengths on the Davey Allison car, looks ahead Earnhardt directly ahead, and the separation between Earnhardt and Kyle Petty, just about a second, and he's closing in. Here they come out of turn number four. It'll be ten laps to go the next time by. That's the indication now from Doyle Ford. If nothing goes wrong, it's going to be awfully tough to catch Rusty Wallace. That's the kind of lead he has. Here comes Wallace off turn two, down the back straightaway, all alone. Again, about a ten car length separation back to Earnhardt. The battle may be for the second spot as Kyle Petty closes in. Nine laps to go. Kyle Petty now trying to chase down Dale Earnhardt, who Earnhardt has not gained any ground. In fact, he's lost a couple of more car lengths on the leader. They're back in three. Davey Allison also closing in, trying to hold his spot. Jimmy Spencer's bearing down on him. This would be a battle for the fourth position. Spencer takes the inside line off turn four. Everybody watching the bumper on the back of Sterling Marlins Ray Bestis machine. It is flapping wildly now, and he is going to whoa the car down and bring it down towards pit road. Can't make the hard turn, but it looks as though the bumper is going to hang on to the car as he slows a good bit, and we shouldn't have a problem here as laps wind down to 493. Seven to go for Rusty Wallace, the race leader in traffic. Leaders closing in on the Rick Wilson car. He'll go to the outside of him. Hunt Strickland directly ahead. Here comes Earnhardt now to deal with those machines, and Kyle Petty shuts it down to two car lengths on Earnhardt. And Sterling Marlin will bring that 
car to the attention of his crew on pit road, and they just ripped the bumper off and are going to send him back onto the racetrack. 494 laps are up on the scoreboard. Wallace works over to turn number three, continues to thread his way through the lap traffic, comes down the line. The indication, five laps to go for him as Rusty heads back into turn number one, and there is going to be traffic will be a factor for him, at least three cars directly ahead. Wallace has a few more cars to deal with as he hits the back straightaway. Meanwhile, Jimmy Spencer picks off the fourth position. He got by the Davey Allison car, and Spencer now beginning to roll. So the car owned by Bobby Allison bypasses the one driven by Davey Allison with four laps to go for Rusty Wallace. He's in turn two. Ted Musgrave directly ahead for Rusty Wallace as he exits turn two. Derek Cope also there for the race leader. He closes in up in four. Wallace takes a look at that scoreboard. Just three laps remaining for him this time across the sharp finish line. Heads off into turn number one as Kyle Petty works on Dale Earnhardt for second place over in turn two. Kyle had the bumper right up on the rear deck of Earnhardt coming into turn number one. Now off turn two there again. He peeks to the inside. No chance to make the move. Earnhardt slams the door. Kyle tries again off four. Here they come back to start finish. It'll be the white flag next time by. We've got just under two laps for Rusty Wallace and he's got clear sailing now. Clearing the last lap car which was Derek Cope all alone up into turn number three for the final time. Rusty Wallace on his way to a win. Rusty Wallace down the line takes the white flag. He is going to win it if he can hold it together. The battle's going to be for second place. Can Kyle Petty get around Dale Earnhardt? Wallace out of turn two. Kyle dives down to the inside of the track. Tries to pull even as Rusty Wallace sails up into turn number three. It's his fourth career win at Bristol Raceway in Tennessee. He continues to be the hottest man on the circuit. Wallace wins. Earnhardt second. Kyle Petty comes home in third spot. Jimmy Spencer fourth. Davey Allison fifth. Ahead of Darrell Walter. Pull finish in sixth. Five hundred laps now complete and what a day it was. It took a while to get through it with 17 caution periods. But Rusty Wallace, who always runs well here, came back to test three weeks ago and it pays off for the trip to victory lane. Well, Dale Earnhardt is walking to his trailer right now. Dale, the last caution play looked like it killed you. Well, it did. I was, I was running on Rusty, and uh, I like where it went green. If I had any chance at all at him, that was it. And, you know, the guys did a good job with this car. Same car run Darlington, and uh, it's a good race car. You know, I just congratulate Rusty, and uh, I hope everybody say a prayer for uh, Alan Quickie and his family. So Dale Earnhardt with a second-place finish here this afternoon. Unofficially, the top ten look like this. Rusty Wallace, Dale Earnhardt, Kyle Petty, Jimmy Spencer, Davey Allison round out the top five. Then it's Darrell Waltrip, Morgan Shepard, Mark Martin, Rick Mast, and Brett Bodine. Moments ago, Rusty Wallace completing a Polish victory lap as he went around this racetrack backwards to honor Alan Kulwicki. All of the cars today, as we told you earlier, with the number seven decal emblazoned somewhere on the automobile. And we'll be going to victory lane here shortly for comments from our race winner. Other top finishers today. Let's go back to the uh, pit area, checking with Dick Brooks. Well, we got uh, Kyle Petty here. Kyle, you're coming on to the end there, partner. <laughs> yeah, you know, we were um, we were fifth or, or sixth there, and I won my six cars in the lead lap, and Robinson, hey, let's put tires on, see how many we can get. And, you know, and I will have to say that, you know, the lap cars didn't work with many people all day long, but they worked with everybody there at the end. They got out of the way and let everybody race, and, you know, I knew I had on better tires so I could pick them off little by little. Just couldn't get far enough, quick enough. This was a day if you could dodge the bullets, you could finish the top five few cars stayed together. Yeah, you know, there was there were some good cars. I tell you what, Derek Cope run a great race. Uh, you know, their car run great. Uh, Ricky's car run great until something happened to him. There were five or six cars that, that you know, we, all we had to do was dodge stuff, and we were going to finish in the top five. But, you know, all of us didn't dodge stuff. Some of us were fortunate, some of us weren't. 
Well, how about the, the, the new tires make that much difference today? Well, I tell you what, uh, there at the end they did because we'd run so many laps. You know, we'd already run, I guess they started to race at 99 laps to go or something, and we run to 30 laps. So you run 60 laps on them. So you put new tires against 60 lap tires, then, yeah, they made a big difference. But, you know, new tires against 18 lap tires was n- no different. Third place finish this afternoon for Kyle Petty. The members of the media covering the Food City 500 have just checked in with their votes for the Goodies Headache Award, the $1,000, going to Dale Jarrett, who was running awfully well before getting involved in an accident in one of the many caution flags today. Lap 208, he found the way to the wall and ended his afternoon. So $1,000 to Dale Jarrett winning the Goodies Headache Award and $250 to the Brenner Children's Hospital from Goodies Manufacturing. Great run for Jimmy Spencer today, Jimmy, especially pitting on the backside fourth-place finish. Wow, Jim, you know, uh, my guys worked real hard this week. I said last week that uh, we were going to forget about the points and go back racing like we were last fall, and that's what we did today. We were off a little bit. We were real fast at the beginning of the race and felt we had a shot of winning it, and the track seemed to get real tight, and that hurt us a lot. How about traffic out of the day? Oh, the lap cars were... They were racing one another for positions, and uh, that's racing, you know... uh, you're not supposed to pin on the back straightaway. You're supposed to pin on the front straightaway. And that was our fault, not their fault. So Jimmy Spencer, good finish this afternoon. He comes home in fourth position. The Western Auto Mechanic of the Race Award has gone to Barry Dodson today, crew chief for Darrell Waltrip and the Western Auto Racing Team. And no real arguments there, even though DW ends up out of the top five, comes home in sixth place today on the lead lap. Nevertheless, it was a solid performance and some good, solid work by the crew keeping Darrell Waltrip in the hunt from that backstretch pit area. Let's go down to victory lane. Well, I tell you, got a happy soul here. This is the hottest team in racing right now, and uh, it's been a long dry spell, but, boy, I tell you, it just keeps coming stronger and stronger and stronger. You got a good win here today. You uh, got $60,800 from Union, and uh, just a big deal. It's a big deal, but it's a bigger deal to win this race for my buddy Allen and uh, do the reverse victory lane shuffle like he always done was so wonderful doing, you know. Uh, we miss him real bad. I want to dedicate this race to him and his crew and his whole entire family and his close friends because uh, it was a – I don't want uh, my good run to overshadow what happened to him, but uh, we're good right now. The crew's really good, and we're just doing our best job we possibly can with, with this Miller Daniel Draft Pontiac. You had a lot of problems last year just uh, keeping things together. I guess people not really too happy and stuff, and it's really, really coming together. I've seen you the first part of the year or the end of the last year, and you said the Pontiac's going to be the thing next year. But not just on the big track, but it's working on the short track, too. We work awful hard on this car, developing a new nose and a new tail, and we got our butt kicked in for a couple years. But we got the guys at the shop are real smart, and they developed a good car, and the engine shop is doing a wonderful job. They got extremely good horsepower. I didn't get beat nowhere today. The engine ran cool, run flawless. It'll run like a fine jewel today. So I'm real happy with all the guys back at the engine shop, the chassis room, the fabrication department. And, Jesus, I got to, you know, I remember we run this concrete last year in the Goodyear tires. They weren't too hot. But, boy, this year we got incredible bite. And I just like to thank Goodyear for a good, safe tire and a good, fast race. You must be staying in shape pretty good, boy. You sounded clear. Voice is clear and your eyes is clear. Well, man, you know, this is a, I can go another 500. That workout program's helped me a lot. <laughs> yeah, okay. Yeah, 500's easy when you win. It's tough when you run second. Rusty Wallace with the win, inducted into the Gatorade Circle of Champions, as are all the Winston Cup and Bush Series race winners. Let's check in with Jim Phillips. Well, we got Davey Allison here. Davey, an amazing run for one cylinder to be out of the car. Well, you know, Jim, we, I got to hand it to Robert Yates and Doug Yates and all the guys back at the shop for, for the hard work they do on the engines and apologize for messing up in the pits and over-revving the motor and breaking a valve spring. That, that was my fault, but we managed to hang in there all day and get a good top five finish. 
I think we're gaining ground now. And, uh, you know, there's only one thing I'd like to say right now. I, I'm happy with our finish, but I sure miss Allen not being here. I wish he was here today, and my heart goes out to his family and all of his friends and the crew members, all the guys back there in Charlotte. I know y'all are listening, and we've been thinking about y'all, and we're hurt too. Davey Allison, fifth place finish this afternoon. The final numbers now in from NASCAR timing and scoring. So, Barn, why don't we pass along the uh, finishing order to the folks? Now, as we told you, Rusty Wallace is the winner. Dale Earnhardt finishes second. Kyle Petty, a good run this afternoon, comes home third. Jimmy Spencer, fourth, one of his uh, best performances this year. Finishing fifth was Davey Allison. Darrell Waltrip comes home in sixth. Morgan Shepard finishes seventh. Mark Martin, eighth. Brett Bodine runs ninth. And 10th will go to Rick Mast. Wally Dollenbach will finish 11th. Derek Cope, 12th. Kenny Wallace, 13th. Michael Waltrip, 14th. Ted Musgrave, 15th. Jimmy Means, 16th. Jeff Gordon, 17th. Jeff Bodine, 18th. Joe Rutman, 19th. And Sterling Marlin round out the top 20. Coming home in 20th spot today, rather 21st spot, will be uh, Terry Labonte. 22nd, Dick Trickle. Ernie Irvin finishes 23rd. 24th will be Bobby Labonte with Rick Wilson coming home in 25th. 26th, Ricky Rudd. 27th is Hutt Strickland. Harry Gant finishes in 28th, Lake Speed 29th, 30th will be Bill Elliott, 31st, Phil Parsons, Dale Jarrett finishes 32nd, 33rd, Bobby Hillen, and 34th, Ken Schrader, and first out of the event, 35th place finisher, Bobby Hamilton of Nashville, Tennessee. With the Winston Cup points looking this way now, we'll head on to North Wilkesboro in a couple of weeks. Dale Earnhardt will retain the Winston Cup point lead. He'll have 979 points. Rusty Wallace will stay in second with 932 points. So a difference there of some 47 points. Mark Martin has moved into third place in the point standings with Jeff Bodine dropping to fourth after Mark had a solid run here today. And Jeff was relegated to a finish well down in 18th position. So that's going to do it for us this afternoon. Our congratulations to Rusty Wallace, who has posted his fourth career win here at BIR. And for Barney Hall, I'm Eli Gold. Thanks so much for joining us. Have a great week. And until next time, so long, everyone. MRN Radio. Coverage of the NASCAR Winston Cup Series has come to you from the Bristol International Raceway. The executive producer of MRN Radio is John McMullen. Associate producer, Alan Bestwick. Chief engineer, Harry Howard. Production director, Clay Stalka. Affiliate relations, David Hyatt and Cheryl Knight. Production assistants, Stephanie Ellis, Sandy Good, and Clark Moore. This is Rick Lewis. This broadcast was a production of MRN Radio, a division of International Speedway. Corporation. MRN's Throwback Thursday has been brought to you by Hercules Tires, right on our strength, and by Sunoco and Grunt Style. Throwback Thursday can be found on demand at MRN.com, iTunes, Google Play, and SoundCloud. Throwback Thursday is a production of the Motor Racing Network. All rights reserved. Enjoy. Thanks. The order breakfast at the McDonald's drive-thru. Tell yourself you'll wait to eat it at work, but it smells way too good. So you eat it right there in the McDonald's parking lot meal. There's a meal for every morning at McDonald's. Right now, get any size iced coffee for 99 cents until 11 a.m. And pair it with your favorite breakfast sandwich or one of our tasty bakery treats. Price and participation may vary. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. McDonald's. I'm loving it.